We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. O.J. Howard of Tampa Bay. Now you guys know by now I have a very well-documented O.J. Howard problem. Was very high in him coming into the season. Uh, obviously did not pan out, but has been good to us when we put him here in the six-pack. So we're going to go back to the well here against Detroit. First thing, no Mike Evans. And everyone's searching, is it Brashad Perriman? Is it Justin Watson? I think the answer may very well be O.J. Howard, a guy to kind of pick up some of those targets. We know Mike Evans, a 10, 11, 12 target per week guy. All of those cannot go to Chris Godwin. I think O.J. Howard becomes the number two here in this offense. As far as the receivers go, I don't mind throwing a dart on them, but I would rather plug O.J. Howard here against Detroit. 20th in fantasy points allowed to the tight end position. We know Tampa Bay wants to attack through the air, and I think O.J. Howard going to be a big part of that. Really love this spot for him, and especially on DraftKings, really loving that $3,500 price point. Going to open things up to get you some studs. So we're going to go bold here. I think O.J. Howard finds the end zone. Not only that, I think he goes over 100 yards in this game. Gets you that bonus on DraftKings with a massive game incoming here against the Lions. Get some exposure to O.J. Howard at your tight end position. All right, back to the running back position and back to the mid-range with Phillip Lindsay of the Broncos. Now, ideally, we don't target running backs that are massive underdogs on the road. I understand that. We always talk about it in the fantasy bar. The home running backs, the home favorites, really where you want to look. But I like this spot for Philip Lindsay, really starting to take control here. Royce Freeman gets worked in, but it seems like his workload continues to shrink week in and week out. Lindsay can be involved in the passing game. This Denver team playing inspired, playing some good ball behind Drew Locke have been competitive in a lot of games. Minnesota, they should have won that game. Buffalo, they hung in that game. Went into Houston and dominated the Texans. So yes, not an ideal spot being an underdog, but Kansas City really gives it up to the running backs is the bottom line here. Only Carolina giving up more fantasy points to the position. The recent box scores are not great, so I think you're talking about a very low-owned running back. If you need somebody in the mid-range at the position, Bill Lindsay fits the bill for me here against the Kansas City Chiefs. All right. 
to the wide receiver position. Let's spend some money on DeAndre Hopkins of the Texans. So the Texans starting to lean more on their horse. We kind of wondered what's going on with DeAndre Hopkins. What's the issue? Well, four touchdowns now over the last five games. So this team, massive game this week. Division lead on the line here. Texans and Titans, a game I want to be heavily exposed to. And I want to do that with DeAndre Hopkins. Why? Titans, very good against the ground game. One of the best in the league. But one of those pass funnels where they're not very good against the pass. 23rd in DVOA against the pass. So the recent play of Hopkins, yes, you have to pay a price here. But a very high total in this game. I think we get points here. And the reason why, I think DeAndre Hopkins has a big game. Spend the money. Get him in those lineups against the Titans. All right, let's stay at wide receiver. Let's go with value here. And this one may not be a popular play, but the beer got really talking to me about Corey Davis of the Titans. So I get it. If you've written off Corey Davis, you want to move on to the next pick, go ahead and fast forward the video. I understand. I'm not a huge Corey Davis guy either, but when I see this price tag, 3,800, and I know it's been the A.J. Brown show lately, who is the better receiver? No doubt. You want to play A.J. Brown? I have no issues with playing A.J. Brown. In fact, was in some of my lineups last week, so I was very happy with that. But I think it'll be nice leverage. Anybody that stacks this game is going to go Tannehill with A.J. Brown. So it gives you a differentiator. Not talking about a cash game play. There is still upside in Corey Davis, and there's upside in this matchup. The Texans, very vulnerable against the pass. One of the worst teams against the pass. Very much like the Titans. They give it up in this department. Bottom seven in the league in DVOA against the pass. So, again, not a play for everybody. I get it, but I think there's upside here. I think Corey Davis comes to life in this matchup against the Houston Texans. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play for Week 15. But before we do that, guys, got to run it back. Got to say thank you to the Loyal Bar patrons, guys. Appreciate you watching the video. So we're going to say thank you by running it back with our Beast of the Week contest. Closest guests in fantasy points on DraftKings to my Beast of the Week going to win themselves either a free week of Roto-Grinders Premium or a free Roto-Grinders t-shirt. Just a thank you to you guys. Make sure you've hit that like and subscribe button as well. Now, let's get into my favorite play. You know, that's the Beast of the Week. All right, Beast time. We still owe you a quarterback here. We're giving you receivers from both the Titans and Texans. I think both quarterbacks in play, but for me, Deshaun Watson, top play on this slate in this week's Beast of the Week. So Watson really starting to put it together here as well. We talked about Hopkins getting on a roll, but Watson, six total touchdowns over the last two games. Some of that was in garbage time in that game against Denver. Guess what? Garbage time counts the same as regular time. All I want to see at the end of the day are the stats, and we've talked about this game. Close spread, very high total. I think we get a shootout here in this game between these two teams, especially in the air. Neither team can stop each other in the passing game. More passing leads to more clock stoppages, which leads to a potential over here. So Deshaun Watson in a shootout against a team that he's had a lot of success with. And a lot of people don't like looking back. Three career games against this team. A lot of the coaches the same. A lot of the defensive personnel the same. We're not going back to 2010. Averaging over 30 DraftKings points per game in three games against this Tennessee Titans team. I think he does it again here this week. A huge game for the division lead here. Watson over 30. Lock it in here. Easily my favorite play on week 15 is Deshaun Watson in this week's Beast of the Week. 
All right, guys, that all wraps up for week 15 in the Fantasy Bar on FanDuel and DraftKings. Any comments, questions, feedback? Guys, the comment section is for you. Need your guess in fantasy points on DraftKings for Deshaun Watson as well. And again, make sure you hit that subscribe button and the like button as well if you enjoyed the video, guys. means a lot to me and greatly appreciate it. For Rotogrinders.com, I am Beer saying salut. Best of luck here in week 15. Yahoo video will be out tomorrow. Six more plays that I'm looking at, so make sure you check that out. Good luck, guys, and we'll see you. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist. everybody happy sunday sunday it's here we're ready for some football welcome to the fantasy draft morning what i ain't calling it the opening drive sorry d train and uh eric crane joined us on every sunday or most sundays a big t and hoop hoop it is a pleasure to see your face buddy misty for a few weeks few i think it was just one right it felt like longer yeah it's just one i know the uh i don't know i'm kind of confused this morning i don't know how to I mean, you're not in a hotel room and you're not in a car. So, I mean, like, is that a good sign or a bad sign, Tony? It's always a good sign. That's a good point. I don't know if it is a good sign or a bad sign, but it's a good sign for us, put it that way. (laughs) I mean, hey, you guys, you don't understand. Sometimes you just got to do the show where you're at. Oh, man, sorry. I'm sitting here. We're talking before the show about the Discord chat. And here I am, somebody posted the Transformer, the Morningwood Transformer, hanging out in there in the Discord. Oh, man, yeah. Hey, so. you guys handle the Discord chat. I got the YouTube chat. 
It's, I still uh, can't figure out how to get on Discord. So it's really not hard. I know. You you like, literally click the link and, and like probably put your email in or like. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a YouTuber. <laughs> it, the best part is Crane when he actually figures it out, he's gonna love it. Like that's how Hoop works. Yeah, I know. Sure. You know, he's gonna be hanging out in like the tennis Discord with me in a few weeks. <laughs> the tennis plays. Uh, yeah, good times. Tony, how are we doing on this Sunday morning? We're doing good. I mean, so this is what week? I keep it's so late in the season. I don't even know what week it is. What is it? Week fifteen? It's week fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're getting close to the end. The NFL just goes so freaking quick, and it's another good week though. Lots of lots of options out there. Are you are you over NFL at this point? Or are you still like? <laughs> if you don't know me, but I'm never like over. You're always over the sport like halfway through it, it's and then true. you're like, I can't 100%. wait for the. I, I I battle through the playoffs. I'm never over over. Sport. <laughs> you are right. That's how I am. Like I love the I love the end of seasons. Oh, I, that makes one of us. I don't know, Hooper. You like? Do you get sick of the seasons or? Crane, that's just all. I mean, awful question. Awful. Hoops, I, I'm not even. I'm not even going to answer. Who hates sports? <laughs> I'm not even going to answer. He said. <laughs> of course, sports? every slate is great. I like every every deal. I, like that's one of my pet peeves when people. Like, oh, I hate this slate or what? I like. I, I love every slates. I just get. Sick. I know who's uh, not. You know, no, yeah, not, I yeah. Sports in general, yeah. Like I, I've said a million times. Like if I'm if there's no DFS, like I would not watch any sports whatsoever or sports betting. Like watching sports just for entertainment purposes. Sounds awful, but in, in terms of like DFS, like this is uh, yeah, I love every every slate. So I, I'm with Tony. I go all the way, all the way to the end. Hey, that's how we do it on the wood. Uh, before we get started, want to let you guys know if you're hanging out on YouTube, one, the hoopsters in the chat over there. So tell yep. them what's up. And two, click the like button, click the subscribe button, and uh, I don't know, comment with something. What's a good comment for today, Tony? Crane's ridiculous. All right, crazy. Why the <laughs> hell? Yeah, spell ridiculous, right? Too. <laughs> oh, we're really screwed. In. <laughs> oh, Tony, can you spell ridiculous right now? I can. I'm a good speller. All right, let's hear it. I'm not, I'm not coming through in the spelling. <laughs> I can't be giving people the answers to the test. There's no way. <laughs> if people want to get, if people would like to get, let's hear it. Come on, let's hear it. He's already doing the autocorrected. Look at it. I'm not he's no typing, he's he's typing it in Google real quick. No chance. <laughs> you guys are so forced You can make fun of me a lot of things, but he's not one of them. He activated Siri with his iPhone 10,000X plus 2 million. Yeah. We're going to hear in the background, ridiculous is spelled. <laughs> I, was, I always won the spelling championship at my school. Wow. <laughs> If that didn't get to the ladies, I don't know what did. Um, oh, all right, real quick, Roto Grinders uh, badge. We want to thank these guys for rocking the Roto Grinders badge. We got Tech Nine R, Tasha Mako Three, and Priagan Eight. How did we get? Listen, like, Dean has the better names this time. Devin, I've told you, man, give me the better names. He gets Iceman, Grinders Baby, and Draft Kongs. Like those are. Uh, <laughs> I'm not happy about this. I'm not happy about this Detroit. I'm just letting you know. All right, let's jump into this slate because we got a big slate on our hands. Let's start it off with the Bears and the Packers. Uh, 40 and a half point total. Green Bay, three and a half point favorites. And Tony, you and I always talk about kind of crossing some games off the list. I don't think this is a game I'm crossing off, but this is definitely a game I don't have a ton of interest in. Yeah, this is a game I'm going to cross off more than likely. I mean, it's, I haven't looked at the weather because I just woke up about 10 minutes ago, but. <laughs> I'm guessing the the weather's bad. It was supposed to snow or something. 
Boy, that's uh, that's some next level analysis right there. As I pull up the Roto Grinders weather page, because I haven't looked at weather either, because I've also woke up ten minutes ago. You can't make fun of me and then say the same thing. Oh, I can, and I just <laughs> sorry. I don't like the game anyways, even if it was good weather. So I definitely don't like it if it's going to be snowing. I mean, it, it doesn't really have anything to do with the snow, I guess. But what game? Are you talking about the Packers game? Yeah, just really cold. No, no snow. Snowing. It's supposed to just be like fifteen degrees, dude. I like Aaron Jones. No Akeem Hicks for the Bears. Um, cold weather. Like I could definitely see Aaron Jones going off this. Like no freaking ownership. None. Running backs. The running backs have so much value this week though, because there's so many good ones. I don't know. Like no, I, I just, like he's priced in that range where he's in between. Uh, he's in between like Carson and somebody else is really good. Where like. You can't really – it's tough to click the button. But, hey, 3% play in terms. I don't hate that. Hoop, what are you doing with this one? Uh, the only play for me here is going to be uh, Devontae Adams in tournaments. And um not super excited about it. I mean, just because I just think he's, like, the most talented wide receiver and, and won't have, you know, basically any ownership because this game, the total so low and – and whatnot. So just him. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. We got to, I just, uh, Akeem Hicks is actually in. Okay. I missed that piece of news. So, yep. Uh, never mind. I'm off Aaron Jones. Sweet. Hey, anytime I can cross the guy off my list, I'm happy. So, uh, all right. Yeah. My, my, my YouTube p- people are coming after Big T. Wait, 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 for, how are they coming after Big T? what? Uh, great call on Aaron Jones last week and the New Orleans San Francisco game not shooting. What did, out. What did Aaron Jones go off last week? Did I miss something? <laughs> what did, seriously, did he do something? I don't know. I just like when people talk shit about Tony. <laughs> Aaron so. Jones last week had thirty-four DK. So yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I I honestly didn't even know he went off. Like he didn't. I don't. I, yeah. Anyhow, make fun of me then. <laughs> Let's move Fashion on. Way. I definitely made fun of Crane for the over in the New Orleans game, though. You can definitely make fun of me about that. Yeah, Dude, that was, pretty, that was just, wild. Like, it was great. And, and, Tony, you and I talked about this. I think it was on Monday on XM where it was just like. See, now we get to both make Hoop feel bad when you put me in this subtle brag. Like, I get to be in the XM brag now. <laughs> hey, the problem, I mean, Poor Hoop's me and you were talking about XM, he said it. Poor hoops on the sidelines for yeah, for hey, Hoop wouldn't show up, man. You know how that is. We had the producers calling his hoop showing up. We'd be like, oh, <laughs> hey, my, I bet. I mean, I've only met I think three weeks total. I mean, it's pretty good. That's dude. You, I'm telling That's you, you're crushing good. it this year. We yeah, really. I, gotta, I need to get like one of those uh, attendance uh, ribbons, you know, in, in elementary school. Next you know, to my you know, spelling bee champ. Yeah, 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 we, we, we got the spelling bee <laughs> champ. We got the attendance <laughs> champ. <laughs> Oh, shoot. All right. Let's talk about the Patriots and Bengals 41 and a half point total. New England 10 and a half point favorites at home. Tony, who are you playing on the Bengals? It seems like a side you're going to like. Here we go. They got that joke in all, all 14 <laughs> weeks now. Let's verify. Is that the lowest team total? Stack them. I do not like any Bengals. All right. That's the first two games, I I don't even have a player. Like, I, don't, I can't even see any players because they're all X'd out of my pool. I mean, it's tough to play anybody from this game. Like, I've heard some people talk about Sony Michelle. You ain't going to hear any Sony talk on this show. Like, Hoop, do you like anybody in this game? No, nah, it's uh, – I mean, I think I think the Patriots pound them here. Um, 
but just no play. I mean, they just have, I mean, it's tough with Sony Michelle because they're just making, they have all their running backs. I mean, the, the wide receiver position is the one where, you know, they, they need some help, but they, they have all the running backs they want and need. Um, wide receiver. I mean, who knows? I mean, the only, the only safe guy is, is Edelman, but he sounds actually pretty dinged up. Like usually he's questionable, but then they say, Oh yeah, he's playing today. It's like, well, he's still got to warm up a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if he was actually to, to miss, I mean, you might be able to take a chance shot on some of these cheap wide receivers, but yeah, I just, I think Edelman plays here. So um, yeah, it's, it's a good game to uh, catch up on some time or make fun of Tony. I think it's definitely a good time to make fun of Tony. I don't really care about <laughs> catching up on time. They can wait for us on the next show. I mean, it is it is the recap show next. The Wood recap yeah, show, yeah. yeah. All right. Houston at Tennessee, 15.5-point total. Tennessee, three-point favorites at home. It sounds like Derrick Henry. He's going to play, though. He's definitely banged up. So, Tony, you always, like, with guys like this, you always seem to fade them because you're always worried about them. Are you fading Derrick Henry today? But it's the opposite with Henry because literally no one's going to play him. Like, no one – everyone says the same thing. He's too expensive. I don't like 30-point games because he doesn't, he doesn't get seven targets. Like, everyone says the same thing. You, you listen to the same stuff. No one's going to play him again, and he gets 30 points every week. So, I am a little concerned, though, about the injury because he's a bigger dude. I don't know. If he's hobbled at all, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt him more than it would hurt other people. And, you know, if he's hobbled, that just means that it's likely more of the passing game, right? Tannehill and A.J. Brown, they've been on fire lately. And, Hoop, what are you doing with Tannehill? He's priced up over on Fantasy Draft. FanDuel, he's way too cheap. Same for A.J. Brown. What are you doing with this Tennessee Titans attack? Uh, Yeah, I mean, they're, they're going to be popular just because of, you know, what we've seen over the course of the last few weeks. Tannehill's looked look phenomenal. A.J. Brown has, you know, some huge, huge games. Uh, the totals up. Um, the the price, like you said, the price tag hasn't really come up on on Tannehill, especially on like Fanduel. Uh, same with AJ Brown; he's cheap there. So I think those guys are going to be popular. Um, I mean, this game overall, I think, is going to be pretty popular. You got Deshaun Watson. I think these are the two highest home quarterbacks on the slate right here: Watson and Tannehill. Uh, AJ Brown's going to have some ownership. Hopkins will have some ownership. Maybe a little less now that Fuller's going to play. Um, you know, if Fuller is out, you know, I think Hopkins is a, a very popular and, and strong play. It takes a pretty big hit, though, without Fuller, but I think that boosts Watson a little bit, the, the fact that Fuller uh, is playing. So I like Watson. I like Tannehill, uh, A.J. Brown. Those would be my three top plays. Derrick Henry, I think I agree with Tony. Good uh, good tournament play. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's very, very easy. I mean, Crane, you were on you were on uh, Derek, the Derrick Henry train, I think, before just about anyone. Cool. Got to give you credit. Yeah, got to sure. give you credit. Yeah, but then he got off. Don't give him credit. Got to give him credit where credit's too, though. I mean, he was talking about Henry when, you know, everyone else just kind of writing him I off. I was going to give him credit, but then he got off. You can't yeah. just get off. He got off for like one week. I mean, he's no, played, he's been off the whole the he's played more Henry than you well, and I combined. He played more Henry than you guys. Yes. Eventually it got there for me. Yeah. You know, we talk about this for Texan, tournaments, yeah. Yeah, we talk about this Texan side. Obviously, Deshaun Watson, a phenomenal play against Tennessee. DeAndre Hopkins, you can pair him with. I love pairing with Will Fuller and Tony in tournaments where everybody who plays Watson is going to have him with Hopkins. Are you going to pair him with Fuller? I just think it's super easy to play them both, but that's me. Like, if I, if I play Watson, I'm super tempted just to play them both. And one of the things that makes is going to make this game so popular today is – it's just so easy to stack, like we talk about every week. You got the highest total of the day. You got the two most popular quarterbacks, like Hoop said, and you got weapons everywhere that you can stack them with, especially Hopkins 
and Fuller and then A.J. Brown the other way, Henry, Henry the other way. But it's just super, super easy to just fully stack this game, which people love to do now. Yeah, it's definitely a very stackable game, especially on FanDuel where, like, everybody's way too cheap over there. It's, um, and I'll, I'm doing it too. That's it's just, it's just way too easy to, to differentiate elsewhere. All right, Broncos at the Chiefs, 44.5 point total. Kansas City, 9.5 point favorites at home. We're going to have some snow here. I checked the weather report. Tony oh, this was the snow game. See, you just yeah. – right after you said it, I remembered it. Yeah, I, hey, I checked it for you, though. Don't worry, I got you. I got your back, buddy. Hoof, I'm going to start with you here because on this Chiefs side, Michael Holmes in the snow. He likes to throw that deep ball. Do you still have interest? Do you still have interest in Mahomes, even with the weather here? Yeah, I think this is the uh, the winner of the day. I think it's the Chiefs. Um, ownership shouldn't shouldn't be high. I just think this is just a really good spot for the Chiefs overall. Uh, against the Broncos, I think it's a big, big letdown spot for for the Broncos coming off that win last week against the uh, the Texans. Traveling to Kansas City, you know, Tony and I talked about it on the pod. I just cannot see the Broncos getting up back to back weeks and, and you know coming up with two back to back you know strong road performances. So I really like the Chiefs. Uh, you don't have to worry about them pounding the football with a running back. I think it's Mahomes to Hill to Kelsey. Um, and even some of those speed guys like uh, you know, Hardman, Robinson, uh, they're cheap. You can sprinkle them in. But I really, really like the Chiefs overall today. And if I'm stacking them up, the guy I'd bring it back with would be would be Sutton, who's just having a phenomenal season despite these, uh, you know, these, these crappy quarterbacks throwing them the football. Um, so I love the Chiefs today overall. What about you, Tony? Are you on this Chiefs uh, passing attack? Are you underweight on it? What are you doing here? Yeah, I mean, I, I basically agree with what Hoop said. I mean, I think it's good for tournament. It's definitely not like my favorite favorite spot to attack. Like if I was playing one team or even three teams, I don't think I'd have any Chiefs for sure. Like it's definitely not. But all of a sudden, if I'm playing twenty teams, I'm definitely going to play probably two or three Chiefs stacks just because. I mean, they have that upside, and they're not going to be owned. I mean, they're in the same price range as as that Houston game. Like people aren't going to play Mahomes and Snow over over Watson in the, the high total game. They're just not going to do it. So he's got high upside and the whole stack does. And you can play – there's a lot of pieces you can play because I don't like the, the running game either. It's easy just to not play those guys. So I like it. I like Sutton coming back. And even Fant. Like Fant has been so freaking good. Yeah. Like off the – Denver's been – Denver's maybe my most – like as crazy as it sounds, they've impressed me as much as anyone this year. They don't have anybody, and they just constantly play. They're always in games. They almost beat Minnesota a few weeks ago on the road. They pounded Houston last week. Uh, You just never know when they're going to show up. So uh, that's a little worry with them. They have played good, but definitely some Kansas City exposure. I think my biggest preseason miss was saying that Denver was the worst team in football. A lot of people thought that, though. Like way (laughs) off on them. That, that, that game last week was just stunning. Like, they pounded Houston. Yeah. yeah. It was a beatdown last week. And, you know, we were on that show last week, and we none of us really liked any of the Houston pieces. And, uh, well, of course, Watson got there at the end because – he. I swear, like, for the last four years, nobody gets more scrub points than that guy. Like, <laughs> if you're ever up three touchdowns on Houston, you know he's going to be the winner. Like, guaranteed. 
Apparently, the YouTube chat is slandering the wood crew. Ooh, and you can. Oh, uh, uh, you better be defending that. I got to defend. I gotta, let me catch up on the chat while you guys continue to All give right, out the winners. Lupus checked out of the show. He's just. Gonna <laughs> I'm going to monitor chat. Yeah, he's going to moderate chat. This is how it goes sometimes. Don't make me come in there, YouTube. <laughs> All right, let's talk Miami at the Giants. 44 and a half point total. The Giants, three point favorites at home. And Tony, we are looking at. Super chalky Saquon Barkley today. Obviously, the Dolphins have been giving it up to every running back they face. I think Saquon might still be a little bit hurt. What are you doing with Saquon today? Because he's going to be owned in a third tournament lineups. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely the chalk guy of the week at, at running back. Like, he's in the perfect spot. He's got Eli, who loves <laughs> Captain Dump Off. Like, he, he just loves dumping stuff off. And the spot's just really good. Both of these teams – should theoretically give up a lot of yards and a lot of points, but the total's kind of low, which does worry me. I mean, the total right now is sitting where at, I mean, it, it, it is 40, 45 and a half, 46. That's, that's oh. up. That's up to, it was 44 yeah. earlier in the week. I mean, it, it's, I don't know. Like I'm torn on this spot because I can see it going a lot of ways. It seems super easy on paper, Laird's going to be very popular. Saquon's going to be very popular. Maybe the two most high-owned running backs in the same game. And, yeah, on paper, this game looks like it should score a ton of points. But I do worry that it could just be a super ugly game where a lot of the chalk kind of lets us down a little bit. I have the exact same feeling. Like I could go either way, though. Like, it could definitely explode, too, so. Yeah, sure. I'm absolutely. sure Hoop likes it. Like, are you playing both these guys, Hoop, Laird and Saquon? He's not playing it's Laird. tough. No, I mean, there's like five or six running backs in the conversation. I, you know me, I'm looking at workload, and the guy got like 20 touches last week, and he's still super cheap. So he's he's in in the conversation. But, you know, the thing, thing in the back of my head is telling me, like, man, like, come on, it's the freaking Dolphins. You know, who the hell knows what they're going to do? I look at these other, these other two running backs listed on the uh, lineups page, like, Gaskin and Turner would it surprise me if Gaskin and Turner somehow got a bunch of work no um I don't know I think I think Laird's risky I think Saquon's risky but they're both in play I mean the matchup's good the workload should be there Tony man I hate to agree with Tony once again but like with with Eli I, I like I like Barkley better with Eli at quarterback opposed to, to Jones. I mean, the last thing Eli Manning wants to do is take a big hit. So if he can just continue to dump it off to Barkley, um, he'll do that. So I could see a big game for Barkley. I think this is like one of two ways for Barkley. I think this is just like a, either a massive game or just like one of those just complete disappointments where he gets 15 carries for like no yards and gets like four catches. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely possible – that the explosion happens. I'm rooting for the dud. I'm rooting that he's yeah. injured. And, uh, yeah, you know, let's talk about Patrick Laird really quick because this is a slate where running back, especially at the top, is incredibly loaded. And, Tony, on a slate like this, I'm having trouble clicking a guy like Laird. Man, I, I haven't liked him. And it's been just a joke the whole time, like how everyone talks about him. But, man, he got so many touches last week, and now he faces the Giants in a win game where – he almost has to get another 20 touches, I think. I don't know. Like, they're going to throw a bunch of dump-offs. I mean, dude, yeah, no, I mean, he might be fine, but these running back positions today are valuable. Oh, I agree with that, and I, I I struggle with that almost every week. But if you're not playing Saquon, I don't know. The running back's always the, the spot where you got you have your hardest decisions because the, the players, if you fade the best plays at running back, 
it's tough sledding when they when they do good because all the it's all chalky. But obviously, you can fl- you can fade any Miami running back. Like I'm not saying you can't fade him, but he is a good play. I mean, he's going to be chalk for a reason. He's so cheap. He should be. I mean, if it if we didn't know who it was and like the situation, he, he he's like a sixty five hundred running back, and he's forty five hundred. So he's not a sixty five hundred dollar. He got twenty touches, Crane. The, work, the, the workload. I mean, the workload oh. is that of a uh, much more expensive running back. You oh. know, assuming, assuming he didn't know he was a white, slow white dude, like <laughs> you would you would think he was a sixty five hundred running back. Man, I just I showed you the of, numbers from the last two weeks. I know I've seen them. I just think that if when I look at the other running backs on the slate, I can't play Laird, which is fine. I mean, I don't completely disagree with that. It's, I mean, it's a, you got to remember too, though. It's a win game. Like Ross said, the gusts are going to be in the thirties. Like that. How's Eli going to go? You hadn't even looked ten minutes ago. Now you know. About well, I looked it. after I got made fun of about my snow game, so I, I looked like <laughs> five minutes ago. But yeah, it's super windy and. Neither one of these quarterbacks have been known to like throw great balls through through stuff like that. So I think there could be a ton of dump offs, which benefits both these running backs and hurts the passing games. Like these passing games are going to be somewhat popular too, right? Yeah, I mean you have to figure Devontae Parker's going to get some love. He's healthy again this week. He's going to be active. And hoop, I, I'm seeing projected ownership at like seven and a half percent on fantasy draft right now. That feels low to me, especially with how good Parker has been. What are you doing with Devontae Parker, even these Giants receivers? Yeah, I'm I'm not playing any pass catchers. I mean, okay. I'm not a big weather person for, for football. I think I've made that point pretty clearly. Um, but when you got already two suspect passing games, then you, you throw in the, the big wing gusts and guys that, I mean, I'm not super high on as is. I'm just going to lean on the running backs here, kind of, once again, like what, what Tony said, unfortunately. <laughs> all right, before we go into this next game where Tony's going to want to play all the Washington Redskins, Hoop, I need an update. I actually on- do like the Skins. Is that next? I can't wait. This is my game. Yeah. Hoop, I need an update on the YouTube chat. Are they yeah, I mean, my, my people haven't disappointed. I mean, I think they're, uh, they're, they're staying in line. I haven't been able to detect any uh, slander towards the wood. I mean, the, the YouTube people support the wood. And, I uh, hey, thank you, YouTube. Yeah. Appreciate that. And, yeah, we, and yeah. you know what? Show us some appreciation, too. Click the like and subscribe button. All right. Philly at Washington, 38 and a half point total. Tony wants to stack it up. So it's oh, a 38 point total. Like Tony, the floor is yours, man. Go for it. I, like, I think it's the perfect, like, game to put the add-on pieces. Like, not the full stack, but you got Philly. I mean, I've talked about this for, like, three weeks now. They have no one. Like, they have no bodies. Freaking Aguilar's out again. Their number one receiver today, Arcega Whiteside and Greg Ward. Arcega Whiteside literally couldn't get open if Hoop was guarding him. Like he's that slow. He, he has no movement whatsoever. Hoop is but, sneaky fast. Yeah, don't, I mean, no, don't, don't watch him swing a baseball bat. But he, he, <laughs> oh, Crane just went. He went in on Hoopster. I mean, he went right in there. I like it. Oh no! <laughs> I, think, I do think I, I do think I, could, I have a chance of locking up these wide receivers. You can lock lock up Whiteside. You aren't locking up Ward. He's way too fast. Well, well, Carson Carson Wentz has to throw an accurate pass, and he would still have to catch it. So there's there's more than just me uh, defending him. But anyway, so what I was saying is, like, it's not a full stack. I mean, it's a low total, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, you got Arshiga Whiteside's 3,300. Greg Ward's 3K. Boston Scott, who looked incredible to me, is 3K. 
And Ertz, Ertz and Goddard have the volume. And then I like McLaurin always. Like, coming back, Philly cannot handle guys like McLaurin. Every single week. Last week we saw Slayton destroy him. The week before, Parker destroyed him. I mean, McLaurin, is, uh, he has no quarterback. I'm not saying that. Like, it's an ugly spot. But the man is cheap, and Philly can't stop dudes like this. So I like a ton of pieces in this game, and they're all just too cheap to me. I don't know. Like, the whole game's too cheap. All right, so you mentioned Terry McLaurin. I agree. That's the kind of guy that burns Philly. I'm just not sure Dwayne Haskins can get it within 20 yards. He's so bad. He's terrible. Did you see that touchdown McLaurin had last week where he had to, like, reach all the way behind him and, like, snagged it with one hand? And like, He has to work so hard for his catches. Uh, Tony, apparently YouTube chat is calling you regular T. That's what I'm hearing. It's, um, well, I mean, I did just talk about some of the worst players I've ever talked about in my life. <laughs> you know, is Boston Scott literally going to be one percent though after how good he was? Probably. Probably. Yeah, he looks yeah. so good Monday night. Like he's three K. What if he gets that same volume? Yeah, I mean, then he's a good play. I, I don't know. I just don't want to. And play he's one percent. Like. I don't know. Like, I definitely probably like Philly too much just because of the pricing. Every week you like Philly too much. <laughs> Every single week this is a thing. I, I agree. This is your new favorite team. You you have the Nuggets, the Thunder, the Lakers, the uh, what other? Here we like, go, all like, my teams again. Basketball teams, and then you have the Eagles. <laughs> and that, well, yeah. That NBA, all my teams, I mean. In the NBA, it's extreme. I mean, oh, man. This guy just I mean, one of my teams, on. the Lakers, is like 30. Oh, of course. 30 I mean, you, yeah, it's funny. He just it's it's the best teams until they get in the playoffs and then lose, and then he goes on to his secondary squad. And it's it's I'll take the one and two seed in the West, and it's it's <laughs> well, it's easy it's when good. I take the two best teams, Denver and the Lakers. I'll, we'll save that for another time. But uh, in in terms of the Eagles, like man, like this is I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I have to agree with Tony <laughs> once again. I love the Eagles today. I'm going to win today. Hoop agrees with all my like, guys. The Boston Scott thing is like weird. Like no one's even talking about him. Like why would he not get that same the same workload? Like, even if he gets, say he gets. Well, I'm saying if he gets ten 12 touches. touches, yeah. I mean, yeah. he got he got a goal line carry over Sanders. He did, he did have six targets too. Yeah, like he looked like I was. Yeah, I mean, I watched fast, all, he looked explosive. Incredible. Maybe people just didn't watch that game because it was a nasty. You know, it was a. <laughs> I mean, I didn't watch the game. I <laughs> I watched the last, I saw a, a few clips. I didn't watch the whole thing. So that's probably well, honestly, that is probably why because it was nasty. Was it Monday night, right? Um, yeah, it was an ugly game. I, I was stunned they won, honestly. That's how bad yeah. it was. Well, that was the that was the Eli game, right? The Eagles <laughs> and the Oh yeah, I guess. Yes, yes, yes. Um I like Sanders too. Like he's been so, <laughs> he's been so close to some big, big weeks. Like I mean, Wentz missed him on the, the easy dump off touchdown a few weeks ago. Uh, doesn't score the two-yard touchdown last week. Boston Scott gets it. I think those two are in play. Like, Ertz, I think, is – if you look at, like, projection sites and whatnot, I just think he's, like, way, like, under-projected this week. Who like, do the people – think? I know they have a low total, but, like, they have to do something. They're playing Washington. They're playing Washington. Yeah, like, Ertz, Goddard. Even if they score, like, 17 points, these guys could be on the winner. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. Ertz and Goddard are the guys for me. Yeah. That's because it's their only two receivers that yeah, are decent. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, they're going to line up wide. We saw Ertz last season crushing this situation where all the – how do 
How does Philly always get wide receivers that are hurt? Like every single year, Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey, they're just like dead. Their two receivers are literally the slowest guy ever and a quarterback. Like the dude played quarterback at Houston last year. (laughs) They have no receivers. Yeah, Yeah, no. But, I mean, yeah, Ertz, like Ertz, Goddard, Boston's guy. I I honestly think the reason the ownership is so low because he played in that, you know, nasty game that no one watched on Monday night. If people saw it, he looked good. Like if people people saw what he's capable of doing, you know, they saw that workload. I think he'd be much higher on. He's freaking. He's, he he's keep doing this too. So the chat just keeps saying it. I've heard it all week. He only got work because Sanders was cramping and dehydrated. Did people not watch how explosive he looked? That doesn't matter anymore. He's getting he's getting work today. <laughs> he's getting work. All right, let's get work on to Tampa and Detroit. Forty five and a half point total. Tampa, four-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Oop, I'm going to start with you talking about your Detroit Lions because mm. it's either Kenny Galladay or nobody for me here. What are you doing with the Lions? Uh, and Amendola. I like Amendola a little bit, too. Yeah, you That's like your him. boy. You like him and <laughs> I mean, I get made fun of for my little totals. How come you don't make fun of him for Amendola, Craig? Hey, they got they got a three-touchdown team do total. Fun of, what are you talking about? Him and his, like, short you didn't lead into it, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley. I, get, I get ripped. I get ripped for recommending Cole Beasley, who scores touchdowns, like, every week. Every no, week, you guys destroy me on Beasley, and he well, dominates. You name off every white dude that runs across the middle. You got to hit one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I got Beasley. I got Amendola. I got Amendola this week. Yeah, give me Walker out of retirement. Yeah. If if Edelman's out, Walker's playing. Give me Walker. <laughs> um. I like Amendola. Wait, wait for cheap. Wayne Corbett. He's going to show Get up. Them all. Like yeah, bring him back. <laughs> bring him back. Um. <laughs> Amendola, like. Uh, with uh, Marvin Jones out. Uh, and then on the, the Buck side, uh, I mean, Godwin, I mean, it, it's a decision. If you're going up top, Godwin versus Hopkins, I think, uh, I think I lean Godwin. like him here indoors. Don't have to really worry about any of the uh, weather this week. Um, so I, I like Godwin. I, I, you can take a shot, I guess, on like Pierman or even Watson. Um, but just th- those guys more f- more for tournaments. I think Godwin is, is a uh, strong play in all formats this week. Yeah, Godwin's going to be really popular, of course, today. Great matchup. No Mike Evans there. Tony, are you eating the Godwin chalk? So I, I'm, I'm one of the weird ones that always – I like it better with two receivers than one. Like I always – a lot of people will like Godwin more this week because Evans isn't there. I'm kind of the opposite. Like, I, I like it when there's two of them because they can't just focus on one of them. I don't know. Like, sure, I like him. I, like, I'm not saying I don't. Like, they, Tampa slings the ball around. He's fine. Like, I don't know if I'm just, like, in love with him, though, when it's just him. There's no one else. Oh, yeah. they're they not double him? Come on, Tony. You know, <laughs> who's, Go to the- who's happy? I just realized you got your hockey hat on. I'm not happy right now. <laughs> you, adjust, you adjusted the hat. It, it, We're a half an hour into the show. You just oh, now looked at my hat? I mean. Yeah, that's not I good. should have started with that. I mean, that, you got where's grandma's hat? I mean, we can't have <laughs> No, I, don't I just don't, I don't Come like on. Come on, on all that much. I don't know. Come on, you're playing some O.J. Howard, though, right? I, I don't mind O.J. I mean, I don't he's, mind him either. Yeah, I think Come on, he, let's he, get those losses from best ball back. <laughs> he's been good the last what the last two weeks now. So yeah, I like it. Who's playing OJ? 
Not in cash. Not, 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 hope is definitely not, not playing you know, OJ. Play I play, Come on, man. I planted my OJ Howard flag in best ball uh, season long leagues and uh, have not moved. So not can't move now. Week fifteen. That's all right. That is a. It's a sad island, but it's a popular island. <laughs> all right, Seattle at Carolina, 49.5-point total. Seattle, 5.5-point favorites. And, Tony, you and I were talking on Monday, and I tried to do a Kyle Allen victory lap for last week, and you shut it down because he got yeah. such garbage time. I'm going back to the well today. He though, tried today. to take a victory lap last week. Just give me a summary. Was it worse than uh, Randone's victory lap on no. uh, Delvin Cook in 18, was 18 that. points? <laughs> that was the worst victory lap. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was a uh, – He got like 16 points. <laughs> he like, yeah, he got there. 8.5K <laughs> running back. Time too. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right so again kyle allen i'm just gonna say it again great matchup home underdog you gotta throw it over 40 times nobody's gonna play him what so i, I, I kind of think this game is the sneaky shootout game that no one's gonna play because if carolina can get the this is a big if because if seattle gets the lead they're just gonna do what they do and run the freaking ball up the middle so if Seattle can get behind, though, where Carolina and McCaffrey breaks a few early, DJ Moore catches a bomb early, and somehow they can get a two-touchdown lead or a 10-point lead and Seattle has to throw, this game's going to shoot out like crazy, which is all we need in tournaments. We got tons of pieces, too, where there's all you got a tight end on both sides. you got multiple receivers on both sides. You got Russell Wilson, everything. This game has all the ingredients of winning someone a million dollars today in the final or in the, the other big tournaments that are going today. This game could easily win all the money today, and it's a perfect tournament game to me. You got to get the right script for sure because if Seattle gets up big early, you're done. The, the stack is dead. But fall into that right script, and you might win a lot of money with this game. Yeah, I think it's definitely possible. And he, I think even if, like, Seattle gets up big, you play Chris Carson with Kyle Allen and DJ Moore and a little Ian Thomas, I think that's fine, too. Hoop, what are you yeah. doing with this game? Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it that way, but you guys bring up some good points. Um, Thank you. It's a, Seattle's just a, they're a frustrating team for DFS because if things are going right, I mean, they're just going to pound it. And uh, their play calling out of the gate, I, I, I said on the pod, I mean, they're, they're, they've had a phenomenal season but their play calling is so irritating for DFS. Like they're just so content to, to have like a dirty, nasty game. Like, I, I feel like they're like just giving up, not giving up, but like the first half, they want to see how, how muddy they can, how, how muddied up they can get the game. And then they will open things up in the second half. So if they can muddy this game up and win 20 to 13, like they'll take that. So there's a lot of concern, but like you guys said, if the Panthers get a lead somehow, um, you get Russ Wilson, um, you know, throwing the ball, running the ball could be a good spot. Then, yeah, also like like Crane said, you know, you, you can you can play the the play the angle of Seattle having the lead with Chris Carson, bringing it back with Allen, uh, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, and a punt tight end that's you know virtually free around the industry, and Ian Thomas. So a lot of pieces here, a lot of different ways to go. Um, Christian McCaffrey, you know, it, it's tough this week. I don't think. The ownership on him is going to be all that high. I think uh, uh, DraftKings ownership will be higher than FanDuel ownership on McCaffrey um, because the price tag's a little cheaper and the fact that, uh, I mean, he's just getting there with, you know, these these catches. If they're playing from behind, he's going to approach 10 catches like every week. It's crazy. So uh, 
prefer him on DraftKings opposed to FanDuel for that reason. But a lot of people, DJ Moore is great, by the way. Like, what a, what a good wide, wide receiver he is. Um, big prop this week, too. His uh, receiving prop is way, way up there. I mean, and the price tag really isn't. You know, he, he's, his props are coming in like these top-tier wide receivers, but his price is still a tier below. So I think DJ Moore is a very strong play this week. Yeah, I'm all about some DJ Moore. And like, I like Lockett a ton, too. I think Lockett is going to be so low. You got to talk about Lockett's price. I love this game. I, I, I'm i going to build a bunch of stacks of this game. Like, like you got all the pieces has done you nothing need. for a month. Has, He's been dead, but he, he looked good last week. He just uh, The look, numbers might not show it. I mean, and the price around the industry, especially over on DK, is super high. And DK price is six point nine k. That is a lot, yeah. dude. That hasn't done anything in a month. Like I, I get it in tournaments. If you want to differentiate Lockett, I think it's a really sharp way to go. Um, but just know that he could totally screw you. Totally screw you. Well, yeah, he's that's why he's going to be one percent. Exactly. No, I have no problem with yeah. that. Um, all right, Jacksonville at Oakland. Oh, I forgot to tell it. Uh, in the chat, we're having some fun in the Discord chat. They are throwing out random white slot receivers. I love the Brandon Stokely call. Yeah. Also, Tony, did you see your new nickname? No, I have not. It's, uh, it's Tony Two Snaps with the massive dome. That's what they <laughs> Tony say. Two Tony Two Snaps. Tony Two Snaps. It isn't the only thing that's massive. <laughs> I knew that. That was just a layup. That was a layout for you. Oh, boy. All right. All right. Well, moving on to the Jaguars and Raiders, 47 47- point total Oakland six and a half point favorites and hoop we need some news on Josh Jacobs because as it is we're just kind of sitting here in a holding pattern if he plays I think he is an amazing tournament play at no ownership if he sits of course Dwayne Washington is a great play hoop how are you treating this Oakland Raiders situation because I think one of these guys is going to go off because the Jaguars defense as Tony likes to say they quit. So what are you doing with this Oakland situation? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it sounds like he is going to play, but there, there's definitely an injury. Like what he has, uh, is it like a bone in a shoulder or something? It does, I mean, it sounds like there is an injury, but he's going to play through it, which makes him kind of risky. I mean, they, they need to win. So I think that's why he is playing. Um, so I don't know. I mean, Washington looked good last week. So I think even if he does play, I think Washington gets some more. I mean, for me personally, I'm avoiding it. I get the situations great, but there's so many good running backs without any um, injury situation to monitor this week and in really good spots with good price tags. So, um, yeah, I mean, I get the game theory aspect on it, but like I'll just play the guys that aren't injured and there's no concern of them missing. Uh, with really good workloads over over Jacobs, but I get oh. it. Like I said, if, if you're a tournament person, it sucks that I he's get a it. late guy too. Like last week, I mean, because you're jammed up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if for some reason on the player, you're jammed up, and most of these most of these good running backs are going early today. I freaking love Jacobs today, man, Tony. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah, Tony, are you on Team Jacobs with me? <laughs> I mean, I agree with Hoop. Like, it's tough to. Oh. I like him. If he was a morning guy, and we had the info we need before all the decisions have to be made. I would like him a ton more for sure because if I knew he was in, I definitely like the spot. But I don't know. Like, I, I'm not as – I know I, I heard he's probably going to play, blah, 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 but I'm not 100% certain he's going to. Like, it's – I don't know. He's banged up pretty good. I think he's only going to play because chasing that rookie of the year a little bit, stuff like that. I don't – like, why is he going to play? Just because of numbers? And because he gets to face Jacksonville, so he know you know he yeah that's he, what I mean just because the numbers he knows he can I mean, crush. Look, if he is out there, 
and getting a full workload, he's going to put up 150 and two. Like, why? I mean, at 1% ownership. and two is pretty. I mean, that's, you better play him if he's getting 150. I am playing him. You kidding me? I love this guy. What are you going to do if he gets ruled out? I'll move to DeAndre Washington. What do you mean? It's simple. This is really easy. Like, if he plays. Okay. Yeah, everybody, oh, a fractured shoulder. Like, you haven't done football on a fractured shoulder. Man up, <laughs> just over there. I mean, he's pretty banged up. Like, it's, his projection isn't that great. I, I, yeah, I'm off, Jacob. I'm, I'm maxing him out right now. All right. All right. That's your loss. Yeah, you know how great I am he just got the X. He's, he you going. know how great I am at picking low owned running backs. So, um, receivers, don't be changing the narrative. <laughs> I know. Tyrell, I get back you to Tyrell. You can't create the, the narrative joke. like Tony creates. I mean, Tony's the ultimate narrative creator. Oh, I keep talking don't. about this LeBron James thing. Don't be like going everyone's back to call, like everyone, don't have time for like everyone's calling him wash. Have you seen anyone calling LeBron James washed? Not, I, not read, like I one quote tweeted someone that called him pretty who? washed. Who called him washed? I mean, I, I quote tweet quote tweeted yeah. somebody. Yeah, some random. I, mean, I don't know who it was. Tony's. It was somebody narrative creator. Tony's created this narrative so he can continue to say. Do Don't make me dig in here. You, you by the way, gonna... by the way, you used it when he had a terrible game. Nine turnovers, no steals, blocks. Like he didn't even have a good game, and, and you used your BS narrative. <laughs> All right, this Jaguars side, they have quit. That is a narrative that Tony had over a month ago, and he was absolutely correct. Um, obviously, no DJ Shark today. Minshew likes to throw to the outside. I love both these receivers on the outside, Chris Conley and Keelan Cole. This is right around the time, too, where I gave you guys Keelan Cole. Is it last year or two years ago when he blew up? Who's smirking? Who's smirking <laughs> you're, throwing out, you're throwing out recommendations from last year. No, I'm saying it's the same dude. All right. Yeah, I like Keelan Cole and I like Chris Conley. I already gave you credit on Derrick Henry. I can't do any more today. All right, that's fair. <laughs> Tony, what do you do with these Jags guys? Oh, man, I – I struggle more with Jacksonville. The most, the thing that makes me laugh the most. Finally, I, I guess people aren't going to play Fournette. Finally, but Fournette's been chalked. Uh, for people know people are going to play him. him again. He's going to be high, he'll be highly owned oh, today. The smart people, him. he'll be highly owned. You're playing him. What you just love this game, Crane? No, I said, I said the smart people are playing him. Like, like that's like the hoops of the world. I meant. Ooh, I don't <laughs> think Hoop's playing him today. Like Hoop can't be playing this dude. He's like, in the conversation. I mean, oh, I prefer oh. the other guys over him for sure, but he's he's in the conversation. He's in the conversation. But anyway, yeah, I mean, these receivers are cheap. Like, sure, they're kind of similar to the Philly guys where I'm not super excited about them. But, again, they got to throw it somewhere. <laughs> they're playing Oakland. Uh, yeah, I look at them a lot like Philly, and I just like the Philly guys more, so that's my issue. I, I just don't trust Jacksonville. Like, they're so bad. They've quit. I don't know. Like, these guys are fine. They'll probably get 10. Like, I could see Westbrook and Conley both getting 10 points. Maybe they score and get more. But I don't see these guys just breaking the slate by any means. This game feels ugly to me, these two teams. Yeah, Jacob's going for 115-2. All right, Cleveland at Arizona, 49.5-point total. Cleveland, three-point favorites. And, Hoop, you don't pay attention to the helicopter. (laughs) You ignore it completely. Tony, are you back on the helicopter? You flying he, away with he, he missed again last week, didn't he? Who did he have last week? Wasn't it Aaron Jones? Or no, that was two weeks ago that he missed. I, I forget. Yeah. Whatever. I can't remember. What whatever, yeah. I mean, Kyler's a good play for sure. I mean, you got a high total here. 
You got a good price point, especially on DraftKings with Kyler. Man, I don't know. It's something about Kyler in this offense where I just don't I don't trust it that much. I don't know. I don't trust it either. I never know who to pair him with. I hate spots. The pricing is nice too, though. Like you got Kirk and Fitzgerald, like Fitzy is just so cheap. And maybe his last home game. I like stuff like that. I don't know. Like, uh, you could definitely play Kyler with some of these weapons for sure, but I don't know if it's at the top of my list. Hoop, are you messing with Kyler today? Uh, I just like the price tag. Like, you can get, uh, I mean, a guy that has the upside for, like, you know, a couple rushing touchdowns for dirt cheap. Like, if he gets one rushing touchdown, he's there, you know? So, like, if he gets one 20-yard, you know, 30-yard rushing touchdown, he barely has to do anything else to get there. So, um, I like him because of the price. Uh, and I do actually like the spot. Like, I, I like the Cardinals in this game. I like I like the Cardinals to score some points. The total's up there. Um, so, yeah, I do like him. I think Christian Kirk is the guy to, to pair him with. I think he has the, the most upside. He had, you know, the three-touchdown game earlier on in the season. I just think it's a good spot at home here for the Cardinals. You know, it's one of my one of my plays this week if I was going to bet. Like, I, I love the Cardinals just to win, win this game outright. Um, but – it's just tough because bringing it back, like I still, I mean, Odell, there's something not, not right with him with, you know, the injury. And then, you know, I think he has mental issues to go along with it. So it's, uh, he's a tough guy, but I like, uh, I like Landry. Like I've, I've, I'm a Landry guy. You know, maybe it's just slot receivers. I like, maybe it's not necessarily just white slot receivers, but <laughs> Landry's Brandon had a good. Stokely is not walking through that door. <laughs> McCaffrey is not walking through that door. But Landry's been good all year. And like, that's the guy that's like Baker's number one. So, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to play Kyler and Kirk, like I love bringing it back with Landry, especially on the full PPR sites. Um, so yeah, like, yeah, I like Kyler. I like Kirk. I like uh, Landry in this game. I don't this is another good well. stat game though. Like this game, the total's going up, the total's high. It, it's kind of like the Seattle game where there's a lot of weapons you can play in this game. Even like in Joku, Arizona's got killed all year. I know we make fun of the flow chart. What is everyone the flow, flow chart. chart? Yeah, <laughs> everyone makes fun of it, but it, it hits every it week. Hits. So. Yeah, it keeps hitting. Like, I get that it's a joke, and maybe it's not true—the regression, all the numbers that people talk about these days. But it hits every week, which I like. And Njoku is in that same spot, and he's going to be unowned. This game could easily the Cleveland stack to me is pretty sneaky with Baker, Landry, Njoku, Beckham. I think that stack, you, you could be sitting pretty nice on that late stack. I don't hate Odell. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, a, a, crazy, he's a loony bird, but he, he's he a crazy person. It, there is a world where Baker wants him to stay on the team and wants to keep him happy and feeds him the hell out of the ball. He can't I'm not like saying it's a right. cash play. You think, I don't think he wants him to be there. Like, how could you? I, don't know. I mean, Baker's kind of a jerk. Odell's kind of a jerk. Maybe they're buddies. I don't know. But yeah, like, Baker's <laughs> like a cocky jerk, though. Like, Beckham's like just a You don't a think moron. Beckham's a cocky jerk? Yeah. Beckham's like saying, a loony, though. But Beckham needs to go join uh, freaking AB. AB. Yeah. So, they need to both I, I go to the watch, XFL. I would watch they that Partner up on the next, uh, their next XFL team. Yeah. St. Louis Battlehawks. Let's go, baby. Go XFL. All right. I'm just saying there is a world where Odell smashes today at 1% ownership. All right. Uh, we got four games left in 12 minutes. Sorry, recap show. We might not make it through the games. Our apologies. You're not going to know what to do on the late games. Uh, Minnesota at the Chargers, 45.5 point total. Minnesota, one and a half point favorites. And Tony, 
We're running it back with Dalvin this week, baby. <laughs> I the funny thing is, a lot of the teams I've built so far, I get just because I like those Eagles guys that are super cheap. I like a few other guys that aren't super expensive. Where I can fit two high-priced running backs in there, and Dalvin just keeps hitting my builds. And I kind of like it. I'm starting to talk myself more and more into it. I usually like these guys just at home, like Dalvin on the turf. But with Madison out, he's going to get the full workload. Minnesota needs to win. The Chargers have been known to lay big-time stinkers. Everything kind of lines up for Cook, where I I definitely like Cook a lot. Welcome aboard, baby. Hooper, are you going to make it three for three on Dalvin? I I like Delvin every week, so yeah, I'll complete the uh, trifecta. I mean, I, I don't think I'll necessarily be playing him, but I do like him because he's in a uh, kind of like a pricing tier of his own. Like if people are going to spend up, they're going to go all the way up to McCaffrey. Um, if they're not going to go all the way up there, you got all these guys in the mid sevens to upper sevens. You know, you got the you know Fournette, you have Barkley, you have Chris Carson, who will all be super popular. I think Cook gets uh, lost in the shuffle, and, you know, he's been the second-best running back in football this year. So, I really like him here. Yep, I love me some Dalvin today. And on the Chargers side, it's tough to get excited about any of these guys. If you think Minnesota puts up a lot of points and you think they maybe get out to a lead, Austin Eckler in tournaments, I mean, the dude just keeps producing and nobody's playing him. Tony, are you on Eckler with me? Again, running back, man, it's it's the hardest every week, but especially this week. There's a lot of good plays. I, you have to trim your pool, and you have to just choose. He was the, the highest scoring one. running back last week. I, he caught like a 90-yard touchdown or something. Like, uh, he, of course, you can fall into the script. I mean, I could name probably 20 running backs today that could be on the winner. So you just have to pick and choose. Eckler's definitely not going to be one of the ones I choose. But, sure, there's a world where he's on the winner for sure. All right, Rams at Cowboys, 48-and-a-half-point total. Boy, these, these late games are so much better for fans. Yeah, there's some pop in the late stuff. Hoop, I feel like I'm supposed to like guys from this game, and I just don't. You can, of course, play Robert Woods. He's been getting a lot of love lately. Tyler Higby, of course, at tight end with no Gerald Everett there. He, they've been scheming to get him open, so I don't hate Higby. Hoop, what are you doing for this game? Uh, I love the Rams side here um, for uh, – just the game and for, for DFS. I mean, they've, I think I'm going to talk you into it. Just, just bear with me here for a minute. You're going to need to, because right now I have shares of the Cowboys defense. <laughs> oh man. So they've consolidated their, their offense. I mean, Cooper cup, if things are going right for him, Cooper cup, not on the field, Brandon cook, not on the field. Um, they're running this, this two tight end set and it's leaving Robert Woods is basically like their, their only real wide receiver out there. Um, they're not throwing the ball to Reynolds. Um, uh, you know, like I said, Cup and Cooks on the sideline. Like, I think Robert Woods is, like, the best wide receiver play on the slate. Higby has been the best tight end the last two weeks. I mean, this is assuming they continue to run the set, which I'd imagine they they do because it's been so successful for them the last couple weeks. And then you got Gurley, who's apparently back to, like, getting this massive workload. I don't think Gurley's great. Don't get me wrong. But if he's going to get 25 to 30 touches – at 6K, like, sign me up. Like, it's a consolidated offense. They're supposed to score 25 points. Like, I love all three of those guys a lot. Am I crazy, Tony? I, I agree. Like, again, I watch all the games. Uh, I'm yeah, this, is a spot, this is a spot if you're watching the games and paying attention and not just looking at the overall numbers of these guys. Like, I think there's an edge to be had here. 
Which is exactly me. Like, I've always been more of a field player. I'm not as big into numbers as other people. I watch all the games. The Rams looked incredible the last two weeks, and it was because of Woods and especially Higby. Like, Higby fell on the one-yard line last week or he'd have been in another touchdown. I mean, he's looked incredible. I still don't like Gurley, but I agree on the workload. I don't – I'll probably stick with Woods and Higby just because you get so much freaking volume. (laughs) I love it. I mean, the Rams have looked really good to me the last Cooper Cup played 19 snaps last week, right? Yeah, 19. 26% of the snaps last week. I will say this, Jared Goff, if you look at his splits, yeah, home road, that's very noisy. But Yeah, no, I get that. About, here's the thing like- about Goff. He struggles when teams are able to get to him. The Cowboys are a top 10 pass rushing team, and that's in tournaments. I do not hate the Cowboys at a cheap price tag. Tony, speaking of the Cowboys, if, if you like the Rams, are you playing anybody from the Dallas side? <laughs> Dallas, whew. I mean, I've been trashing them all year. I, I just hate Dallas. I think they suck. And it is a good – I'll say this. Just looking at the numbers, like looking at the spread, everyone's going to be on the Rams because the Rams have looked good. So just according to the spread, nothing else, I think Dallas is in a good spot. But, man, I can't pull the trigger on it. I hate Dallas. <laughs> I think if you're playing Dallas, it's not Amari Cooper. It's Michael Gallup. That's the guy that I like. In fact, I don't hate like a Dak to Gallup stack. At- I like Gallup way more than Cooper too. Yeah, yeah, like no ownership. I mean, again, home dog quarterbacks typically overperform. You look at Michael Gallup, he's going to have a much better matchup with, with um, Jalen Ramsey shadowing Rob- or Amari Cooper. So to me, I think Gallup's a really solid play in tournaments that nobody's going gonna- to I think if you're, if you're playing tournaments, I think a really smart thing to do today – so if you go, you go ahead and assume the Rams are in this game and, you know, it's not a, a Cowboys blah. So if the Rams have the lead in this game or if it's a competitive game, so you can get Gurley Woods, Higby, um, you know, if you go Gurley Woods, that's that's $12,000. If you add Higby in, that's 16000 is using DraftKings pricing. Like you can get in an entire offense, like everything they do for under sixteen k. Um I think getting two or three of those pieces in every tournament team is something I'd be looking to do today. I, I don't know. I just feel pretty strongly about this. Yeah, you definitely. Like it's, this is a, some hoop conviction. But I mean, there. seriously, but you, though, but like, you think I about agree. it. Like, if it's a competitive game, they're going to do what they've done the last two weeks. They're the not last, getting blown out anyway. Exactly. Like, so the last, the last two weeks, everything's gone through Gurley, Woods, Higby, their entire offense. Their entire offense is going through those three guys. So if this game's competitive – everything's going through those three guys and you can get this entire offense for dirt cheap. Like I think they're, they should, I think if you're playing tournaments today, you should have two or three of those guys in every single one of your lineups. All right. Atlanta at San Francisco, 48 and a half point total. San Fran, 10 and a half point favorites at home. I'm not messing with the Falcon side and uh, Tony Rohimo there. Like the dude just keeps crushing it, man. Like what is that? The only guy you're looking at in San Fran? Well, you know, I'm looking at my boy Kittle for yeah. sure. Are but... you wearing the Jersey? No, I got Eli on today. You have an Eli Manning jersey? Oh, man. It's Eli Day. I got a bunch of jerseys. Man. You never know. When a guy wins you cheese, you buy the jersey. This is right? the wood. This is the wood show, Tony. Just to how remind you? you, bud. Oh, my. You want to know how I got it? I got it before the Super Bowl when I was going to bet the Giants against crappy Patriots, and he came through for me, so I kept it. <laughs> so I kept it. That's crazy. Yeah, so I mean, you didn't return that like you did the March Madness TVs. I, I kept it until the next Super Bowl when he worked Brady again, so I, I, got it. <laughs> I got it from his two Super Bowl titles. 
But, All right. So yeah. we like, uh, yeah, we like Mostair today and Kittle, I assume. Yeah, and man, so so Mostair, like all of a sudden people are going to get on him now. I feel like he's gaining a little traction just because of that price point. There's been some coach talk that he's kind of taken over the role. He just looks good. Like he's another guy. If you watch the games, he just looks electric out there. An unknown guy today, too, uh, that I think is washed is Julio. Like, can we run it back with Julio? You can. You can always play Julio. Like, every time you can play Is he washed, though, I guess, is the issue. No, he's not washed. Uh, More more washed narrative. Man, where are you getting your washed narratives from? Can you move on to something different? I mean, this is me saying Everyone's washed. Don't make me pull up my quote tweet again. <laughs> and Tony digging through. I can't believe Tony, I can't Tony believe, believe I can't believe I can't believe Big T is a. Uh, I'm going to go through someone's Twitter timeline and find old tweets. I'm not going to He turned into that guy. Who are you, Davis no, Maddock or something? I'm not, now? Maddock, I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus. Huh? I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus. But someone sent that to me. Oh gosh, yeah, Big T's burner account. Big 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 Big, <laughs> big yeah. T Big T yeah. eighty four sent it. Yep. yep. <laughs> Tony at Tony Two Snaps in it. Tony Two Snaps. <laughs> oh, look at him! Look at his face. Okay. Yeah, just just shake that dome. Shake those two snaps. I'm not the one that said LeBron sucks. Like <laughs> I've always said that. <laughs> I, I, I understand that. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Tony Two Snaps is the greatest nickname. Tony Two Snaps. Like, that's it. That's an amazing nickname. I mean, that is a compliment to me. So I, I hope know, that is my nickname. A compliment. That's a, I'm, not, I'm not making fun of you. It's a good nickname. Yeah, I like it. I'm in for it. At Tony Two Snaps is his. Uh, I'm changing import, my DFS handle right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, yeah, we like Mostera. We like Kittle. We're moving on to the Sunday night game because we got to get out of here in a second. Bills at Steelers. Oh my God. We don't need two minutes to talk about this game. Yeah. 36 and a half point total. The Steelers are one point favorite. Hoop, I know you're not playing anybody in this game. Uh, this is this is not a fun game. Actually, <laughs> you know who's probably going to play guys from this game, Hoop? <laughs> oh, yeah, both team, both team totals under 19, which is rare. Yeah. I mean, who's, seriously, though, who's funnier than you two? Like, you guys are hilarious. This is the big team special. This is rare. I mean, honestly, there's not many games where both – both teams have team totals under 20. Like, this has to be the spot. This is Let's hear it. Spot. Let's hear it, Eli. <laughs> so, we, we've done that. <laughs> Me and Ed Chopper have done the showdown shows for two years now, every single game. You just cancel this week's? And it was literally <laughs> the hardest one I've ever done. And this game is so bad. <laughs> Even for showdown, like, it, it's hard to play people. Two playoff teams. Who, that's the, So, yeah, thank you for bringing this up because Crane last week on the show – Told me that AFC is better than the NFC, and these two teams are in the playoffs. <laughs> the top of the AFC is better than the they're top in the playoffs. Six teams get in. I, I, no, I look at the top tier, man. Oh, the two so best Baltimore? teams. <laughs> so, Bal- New England. New England's the Baltimore, second seed. City. Baltimore and Kansas City. So two teams. Yes, that's all I care. I don't care about who's going to get waxed in the wild card round. Fair. Two teams. So, because of Baltimore and Kansas City, the yes. AFC is better than the NFC. Yes. They're going to win. Yeah. Boom. Point Crane. Definitely Tony, not Tony Point Crane. Tony one snap now. <laughs> All right. We got to get off here. Um, thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks, Fantasy Draft, for sponsoring the show. It's been a lot of fun. Hope you still in the YouTube chat. 
Yeah, just uh, just logged out. Good times with my friends over at uh, at YouTube. Kept All them. right. Well, if you're over there, <laughs> click like and subscribe. We appreciate y'all joining us for Hoop. For Tony, two Tony, snaps can we get a little windmill real quick? I, 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 we really oh. haven't gotten any this season. No? Ooh, all right. All guys, right, fine. You guys made Boo! Oh, oh, man. Hurt his feelings. Only 12 snaps now. All right, catch y'all later. Bye. <laughs>
finding the end zone on the ground. I know it's only two in the last four, but if this guy can add one, two, three, or those touchdowns with six additional points to what he does in the air, that is going to be huge for Baker Mayfield. We generally like the mobile quarterbacks, the guys that add value on the ground, the Lamar Jacksons, the Josh Allens. So if he gives us anything in that department, it's a bonus. And I think he can do that here once again against this Arizona defense. No team giving up more fantasy points to quarterbacks over the course of the season than the Arizona Cardinals. Nice indoor conditions. We don't have to worry about weather against a bad defense in a big game for Cleveland. I think Baker Mayfield shows out against his old college teammate, Kyler Murray. Shootout here in Arizona. Love Baker Mayfield at $29. All right, let's go to the running back position. This one's going to be for some, not for others. Only $18 here on running back Joe Mixon of the Bengals. Now, most of you are probably saying, why the hell are we targeting a running back against the New England Patriots? I get it. They have been outstanding against running backs this season. But Joe Mixon, even in losses, even in games they've gotten blown out, the Baltimore game, this guy has gotten a ton of work, and the production really starting to go with that, obviously. The more touches you get, the more production you're going to get. Not tough math there. So Joe Mixon going to get the ball, whether Cincinnati is competitive, whether they are falling behind, he can get involved in the passing game. I think there's a lot of avenues for Joe Mixon to exceed this small $18 salary. If he's $25, I'm not playing him. But under $20, I think there's plenty of meat on that bone where we can make it work here, even in a tough matchup. And a tough matchup also means low ownership. What I really think happens here, New England, I know, they're, they're the, the team of the decade, no doubt. They're a team that's always focused but I think they could get caught here, kind of sleeping at the wheel. A game in Cincinnati against a bad team, a showdown with Buffalo looming next week in week 16. I really think Cincinnati can hang in this game. And how do they hang in this game? They ride their workhorse running back here. So again, not a play for everybody, not a cash game play, but in tournaments, I think you get very low ownership here. Angel Mixon has really come to life here over the last few weeks. I think he has another big game under the radar. And the price point, tough to beat, at only $18. All right, moving on to our fourth play. We're going to go to the tight end position. This price kind of shocked me. We're going to go with Zach Ertz, only $20. And I know it has a lot to do with the game and a very low total in this game. But I look at the targets for Zach Ertz. We're talking about 11 targets per game over the last five. I'm looking at the Eagles at wide receiver. Alshon Jeffrey, done for the year. We know Deshaun Jackson out for the year. Nelson Aguilar looking very unlikely to play once again here this week. We're talking J.J. Ortega Whiteside. We're talking Greg Ward. These guys are awful. So what the Philadelphia Eagles are going to do, just like they did last week, rely on their horse, rely on their stud tight end. And that's Zach Ertz, also like Dallas Goddard, but he's only a few dollars cheaper here on Yahoo. And you get a big discount, I roll with Goddard. But if it's only a few dollars here, we're going to go with Zach Ertz and Washington. Awful against the tight end. Bottom 10 in the league in fantasy production allowed to Philadelphia. A must-win spot here for the Eagles. I think they really rely on Zach Ertz once again here. $20, just way too cheap here over on Yahoo. All right, let's go to the wide receiver position again. We're going to go with Kenny Galladay of the Lions, $28. So like Philadelphia, the Lions' weapons are starting to fall off. TJ Hawkinson went on IR a couple weeks ago. Now Marvin Jones on IR as of this week. That means a lot of Kenny Galladay, who's been good with David Blau. We're talking about two starts here 
two touchdowns for Kenny Galladay. So obviously looking for his number one option. And that was against Chicago and Minnesota. Yes, Minnesota's had their issues in the secondary. Chicago's not been the elite defense. But I will easily say both of those defenses are way better than what Detroit's going to face this week with the Tampa Bay Bucks, especially in that secondary. This team easily leading the league in fantasy points allowed to the wide receiver position. It's not even close. It's four points per game more than the next lowest team giving up to the wide receiver. So Detroit not down to much here. The running game hasn't been able to get going and you don't really run against Tampa. You throw the ball. I think we get a lot of targets here for Kenny Galladay, imagining 12 plus targets, finding the end zone again and easily cruising over 100 yards in this game and easily paying off that $28 price tag. Going on Rotor Grinders, Dean here at Steen 7904. If you want to get all technical on me, I'm back. I was gone last week. I'm back this week. I hopefully, uh, I believe Head Chopper filled in. I'm sure he, he filled in uh, masterfully. Uh, of course, it's 10 10 on the East Coast, 7 10 on the West Coast, 9 10 Tennessee time, which of course, I'm just time for the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Yahoo. And today, Grant, you have to interrupt your, uh, you're your checking out the top 25 products at Costco. This is our pre show conversation. Uh, we have to. Ready for it? Oh, I was just prepared to talk about Costco for an hour. Gosh, I love that place. I love Fun Costco, fact, too. You don't even have to have a membership to go there. All you do is find someone with a membership, have them buy you a gift card, and you can use that there. Look at you with the loopholes. Nicely done. Yeah. Or, like, spend, like, 50 bucks for the entire year. <laughs> I mean, that adds up over the course of a 1,000 years. That's $50,000, Steve. Sure. Well, how long do you plan on living? I don't know. At least a millennium. <laughs> What's going on, Grant? How are things in your world? Uh, pretty good. And I don't know how I feel about this slate. It's not bad. It's not great. It seems very cut and dry. Um, does it? it? Does it, Dean? Does this go back to our pre-show? It does. It <laughs> does. This is just for me and you and Devin. Not for Tuttle because Tuttle was a few minutes late. What's up, Tuttle? How was, uh, how was life in your world? How was Chop last week? Was he nice to you guys? Yeah, I mean, we didn't get like 30 minutes of body parts, but it was, it was good. We don't get by. Trust me, if I made a body parts list for this slate, uh, we would never start the show uh, because a lot of a lot of things are hurt. Tuttle, it feels like a week seventeen, is it not? Uh, kind of. We get a lot of cheap guys you can consider. I think a lot of them are not very good plays <laughs> that will still draw some ownership, which is actually kind of nice. Um, 
Yeah, kind of like a, a glimpse maybe of a week 17, but not not the full week 17. Yeah, uh, obviously, you know, there's no more buys. We're coming down the home stretch here. Uh, Yahoo, uh, Yahoo Spots of the show, they had the, uh, the night game. I don't know if we care about the night game so much, but Yahoo, it's on the slate for what it's worth. Uh, we got Buffalo playing this evening. They're playoff teams. I, how is Pittsburgh a playoff team? What, what have I missed? What did this happen? But good for them. I guess they traded for Kirkpatrick, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, uh, that's on the main slate, uh, you know, for Yahoo, Buffalo, and Pittsburgh, what it's worth. And, uh, oh, do you want to throw out the uh, the names, the people that we uh, – the promos? Uh, well, the shout-outs. That's what I was trying to get to. I was pulling up the promo page. And uh, I don't know if you know this, Tuttle. Grant, I'm sure you know this. But if you rock the RG badge – you wear the Roto-Grinders badge. We have to incentivize y'all. Uh, you get yourself one month free of RG Premium. We finish in the top 10 of certain contests. we like to give a shout-out to those that are doing so, those that have done so in the last day or so. We have Iceman 10,000, Grinders Baby, and uh, Draft Kongs. Draft Kongs. What's up, Grant? We talking this late? You ready? Yeah, I've been ready. I've been ready all day. I've been up for four hours. I've been drinking Mountain Dew. I thought you had an energy drink pre-show you yeah, were showing us. I think I was just quoting Hot Rock, or I was quoting uh, Talladega Nights. <laughs> I'm amped up. I've been drinking Mountain Dew all day. <laughs> Did you have a crepe as well? They're delicious. Oh, gosh. Those thin little pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> just say you like crepes. It's not that hard. Um, <clears throat> all right. So g- give, me the, give me the screenshot, Grant. What are we thinking as far as this? Like, you said it's kind of cut and dry, and... I think there's a lot of tricky decision points, which uh, it's probably a more fun slate to make for tournaments than it is to kind of settle on your cash lineup because you can make multiple arguments. Uh, you know, and you're, I guess you're more of a tournament player these days. I'm not really sure. What are you up to these days as far as a uh, lineup building? I, I, I do everything every single week for every single sport that's on. Okay. <laughs> well, give me your got, screenshot. Uh, a screenshot for cash is fairly easily. You want a few pay-up spots at uh, running back, I think, over on – yeah, who the you can make a decision. Like it's kind of deciding between three pay up running backs or two pay up running backs and layered <laughs> on most sites, which is a weird thing to say. Um we have guys that are just getting the entire line share of the offense or in great matchups or both. Uh so yeah, it's it's a pretty cut and dry spot at running back for cash. For wide receiver, you go with a cheap guy and pretty much everything. There is merit to paying up for a guy like Godwin or a guy like Hopkins, but I think predominantly the uh, running backs get more get more present or more whatever than uh, the wide receivers do. So I'm paying down at wide receiver, and then at tight end, it's still I think it's you stay in the three K range with either Ian Thomas or Higby. Um, at QB, seems to be Murray is too cheap on all sides, considering that he's playing in a dome, considering the matchup, considering his upside. Um, for so for cash, it's it's a fairly simple like build on almost every single site here. And I don't think it's terribly tough in tournaments. There's absolutely some great, like full team stacks Uh, all over the place. We have guys that are going to draw a lot of ownership. That is an easy pivot away. Yes. They have some upside, but when you consider their ownership, it's an easy pivot to other guys with similar upside that people just aren't going to use. So we will get to that eventually, but that's kind of the overview of the slate. Yeah, I mean, again, I think it's hard to settle in on three running backs. That's kind of sort of where I'm at. Uh, but there's a, definitely a pool of like five or six that I'm considering, and that's basically it for cash. Tuttle, what say you as far as your screenshot in this slate? Yeah, I'm with you, Dean. I think there's, I think there's a handful of running backs that you can play in cash. 
Um, and then I'm in agreement with Grant that it's an excellent tournament slate. I think there's a lot of different ways you can go uh, with stacking. I think there's a lot of different high upside plays. It's a it's an interesting week. We got both uh, championships this weekend for DraftKings and FanDuel, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how ownership is split out in those uh, specifically. Yeah, that is. That's actually a good call because well, I don't know Nick Vandal. I guess they can they not enter contest there because they're in Puerto Rico. I'm not really sure how it's going down if that affects ownership. Uh, yeah, Cal's there. Uh, good luck, Cal. They, ha- Other- they have it in Puerto Rico because you can play in Puerto Rico, right? I don't. I, I according think you to Twitter, used to be able to, and now you can't. I don't think it's. Oh, you can't uh, anymore. I think I don't it's think regulated so. there, so I think certain sites you can. Maybe Fanduel is one of those. There's obviously like each state and each. I can't remember what Puerto Rico is municipality. I don't know. I can't remember. That, right. that would be such a FanDuel move <laughs> to have a final at a place you can't play DFS. <laughs> I mean, I think everyone just pre-regged for all the contests before they left. Right. Um, yeah, so whatever it is. Good luck to everybody out there. It's playing, obviously. Uh, lots of money to go down. Um, so so uh, Grant mentioned Kyler Murray. And yeah, Yahoo specific, he's way too cheap. DK specific, he's way too cheap. As far as I can tell, uh, you know, you love dome games this time of year. Cleveland, a pretty fair opponent as well. Uh, and I don't think there's any quarterback we necessarily love that you actually have to have. It's kind of wants versus needs for retuddle. And we always have, you know, there's never really a quarterback to have me 20% owned. I'm pulling up our ownership stuff right now. Jamino and his team, of course, work on that all the way up the lock. We can screen share that. Sure, why not show the people, see what's going on, get a peek at the paywall. And, uh, yeah, Murray, as of right now, I see on DK at 13%. On Yahoo, I'm seeing at 14%. Is that where we're looking as far as our cash games right now, or are we looking elsewhere? Yeah, I think Kyler, where he's cheap, is the guy that's jumping out for sure. I think the one site where it's kind of up in the air would be FanDuel. Again, pricing a little bit more suppressed there, so it's easier to hit some of these other guys, some of these higher-priced options. You could even do like a Russell Wilson in cash, I think, on FanDuel if you if you so pleased. Um but, yeah, there's only a $500 difference between Kyler and, and Russell on, on FanDuel, or even if you wanted to go the uh, Deshaun Watson route as well. So I think FanDuel is really the, the place where you'll see more spread out ownership in cash. I think on DraftKings and, and Yahoo, you'll see a lot of ownership concentrated on, on Kyler and cash. Yeah, you mentioned Wilson. He's been, like, pedestrian, what, six of his last seven starts or something like that. And that Seattle offense, they're more than happy just to run the ball for four or five yards every single time. But if they let him throw it, I'm excited, but he's always – he's one of the most frustrating players. You just want them to be behind like 14 nothing from the start and then all of a sudden game on. But uh, you mentioned you're right. And Fandle, I don't really know who to play a quarterback for my cash lineup. Uh, and it's like the last thing I'm filling out. Is that kind of what you're seeing as well? Yeah. Um, and people will play Tannehill too on, on Fandle, I should say. Mm-hmm. I, I think people will play him everywhere. But um, – yeah, I think FanDuel is a toss-up, and I'm still kind of debating where to go myself. And I, th- I think it kind of is almost one of those last spots. You have your price ranges you can go, and then just just kind of fill in with, with whatever salary you're left over there. Seeing Murray here at 13%, Deshaun Watson, that matchup against the you know playoff implications, Houston versus Tennessee. we got a big total there, 50 and a half as well. Uh, Grant, come in here. And you know, also, you know, Tanny on the other side is going to be popular. Winston, you know, in the Dome, nice matchup, you'd think, but I'm just a little bit concerned about a guy who like who loves to throw interceptions as is, and he was throwing tennis balls earlier this week to get his arm right, which kind of concerns me in some degree. Of course, he lost Mike Evans, one of his big weapons, as well. So, I mean, he's sort of in the, the tournament picture for me, but kind of falling back to some degree. Mahomes, what are they, is it guaranteed snow in KC today? Is that what we're seeing as far as Ross weather? But 
I don't know if that necessarily means good or bad because, you know, the receiver knows where he's going, the DBs don't. And, you know, Hill makes one little subtle move, and all of a sudden he's like a little shake and bake. It's a callback to the old Talladega Knights, and he's gone for 90 yards. Uh, jump in here, Grant, your quarterbacks. Who's uh, popping for you? So the six top-owned quarterbacks are all fine options, but um, I don't, I'm not in love with any of them for tournaments outside of Murray, even though he's going to be high ownership. So we got Murray there as the highest-owned guy. I think that he's still a good tournament option just because, I mean, 13% ownership isn't too much here, and the ancillary pieces outside of Kirk are not going to be that heavily owned. I think this is a perfect week to pair him with Fitz at his low price tag. They've had some tough matchups. Kyler Murray's been injured a bit. Like, it's a whole whirlwind of just bad scenarios that have happened with Kyler Murray since his decent start and with Fitz's decent start. So I still do like him quite a bit for tournaments just based on his ownership the fact that, or based on his price tag, the fact that you can cheaply pair him with other guys. And I think with the fact that so many good running backs are very viable this week, you go with guys that are cheap team stacks. So Watson, Tannehill, Winston, Mahomes, Dak, like where most people are going to end up going. And I think they're all fine, but they're not really the right build as people are going to kind of go the same direction. Where I'm looking at, I have four guys I'm absolutely in love with for tournaments. The first guy is Jared Goff. He's 6.1K. That's too cheap. Again, we know that he's terrible versus very good defenses and absolutely amazing versus very de- bad defenses. This is somewhere in the middle here, but it's being played in a dome, which is big. We know where most of the volume is going. I mean, Cooks is basically phased out of this offense. Cup, to a decent extent, is not really heavily involved in this offense just because they want to run the ball more, and so they go with more tight end sets. They go with different personnel just based on the fact that they want to be able to run the ball, and they're probably going to do that against Dallas. They give up a high volume of targets to opposing tight ends and running backs, and we have Gurley that's being more involved in this offense. Yes, he may get a touchdown snake, but he's too cheap. So pairing Gurley, Higby, Woods all in the same lineup with Goff, it's a great team stack that gets you that doesn't cost you nearly as much money as it should. Next up, we have Minshew. We know exactly where the ball's going there. It's going to Fournette. It's going to uh, Didi. It's going to Conley. All are too cheap. All allow you to pay up for other guys. Absolutely love Minshew, and he's going to go under own. Baker going up against Arizona. They may end up running the ball a decent amount in this game, but it's being played in a dome. We know where Baker's probably going. It's Njoku, it's OBJ, and it's Landry, all of which are just a little bit too underpriced and aren't going to draw nearly the ownership that they should. So Baker is an absolutely fantastic play. And then lastly, we have David Blau going up against Tampa Bay. He doesn't have many receiving options at all. He doesn't have any running game at all. He's going up against the worst or one of the worst passing defenses in the league and the best rundy. So that's going to make it pretty easy that he's probably going to throw the ball 40 times in this game. It's just going to happen here. Winston going to throw some picks, so he'll be in decent field position a few times. We saw it against Indy, what was it, last week, two weeks ago, where they just got set up in great field position because Winston makes a mistake. And so it's going to happen with Blau. He may not be great. He may not have the highest completion percentage. But Galladay is absolutely going to feast here. He's not going to draw nearly the ownership he should. Blau is going to go for 300 yards and probably three touchdowns here. At incredibly low ownership. And we know exactly where those targets are going. They're going to Amendola. They're going to Galladay. That's uh, Mr. Blau. Uh, That's his name. That name again is Mr. Blau. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you're referring to there. Nicely done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a Plow King guy myself. Um, yeah, so, man, there, there was a lot going on there, Tuttle. Uh, Rebut, because he threw out a bunch of names. 
Um, I'm not going to rebut all, <laughs> rebut all of it. Um, the one thing I'll say, <laughs> I, I like the other side of the the golf game. I, I, I like Dak a lot. I, I think he's kind of climbing his way to the top of my favorite tournament options. Who are you I, pairing him with is what I want to know. I think you can play on um, site-specific. Site I think on DraftKings, Amari's really cheap. Gallup's really cheap. I think overall Gallup's cheap across the industry. He would be my preferred pairing. But I do think you can pair him uh, with Amari as well. I think people will avoid Amari because of the uh, the Jalen Ramsey narrative. Ramsey actually has not been all that great this year. If you look at the number one receivers he's faced uh, when he's been with the, the Rams, it's it's not a very good list. Uh, Julio Jones, I think, is the top of that list, but Jones actually put up a decent game, I think 93 yards or so. Um, so I'm, yeah, I, I just like the overall pace of that game in general. I agree. I like the Rams offense as well. And I, I think surprisingly that, even though it's going to be the fastest paced game of the of the uh, day, uh, top four uh, slate or two of the teams with top four paces in the league, uh, I think people are going to slide and over to that Cleveland uh, Arizona game more so and in some other spots as well. So I think the uh, Dallas side of that ball is going to be under owned specifically. I think Rams will still garner some ownership. Uh, Grant also had an interesting point and we can talk more about it once we get to receivers if we want, but he mentioned kind of the the trend we saw last game with the Rams going more to tight end sets. I think that's interesting. Um, in terms of a tournament scenario, just because do we know if that's, you know, we, we know the reasoning for it, but it's tough to extrapolate. Is that going to be a one game thing, one game strategy, or is that something they're going to kind of continue on? Which and team? I think the Rams, I think the general consensus is that they're just going to continue to run two tight end sets and sets and keep Cooper cup off the field. And I don't know if that's the correct assumption. I, I think it's a fine assumption, but if that assumption is going to keep everybody off Cooper Cup, I think he's a very, very interesting tournament option on the slate. But they're asking for max price, and you're not necessarily guaranteed max snaps. And and they had success; they won. And this is like I, I didn't watch the game; I was away, so I was trying. That was one of the things I was trying to catch up on and try to figure out. It's like why Cooper Cup was on what 29 percent of the snaps last week. Woods, of course, was 99 percent, and they had uh, Reynolds at 66 percent and Cooks, you know, 39 yep. percent, and. Is that going to continue? We saw a cup the week before at 72%, and he's kind of gone working in, in the wrong direction. And I'm not willing to play that. I'm not willing to click that button. But you're right. It's We don't know for sure that's the way it's going to be going forward. Maybe it changes if they're playing from behind. I presume it would, but I don't know. Uh, they're playing Dallas, so who knows if they will be playing from behind. It's probably going to be a close game in theory. Uh, but like Grant, you mentioned playing Fitz with Murray. Is that just a salary reason, or do you prefer him over Kirk? I mean, no, I prefer Kirk drastically okay. uh, just on a raw points, point per dollar play basis. It's more fits getting him at low ownership, the salary relief, and the corollary effect. Uh, I did want to mention Ross Weather Report. I actually have it here if you want to do the old screen share. And uh, it's uh, the frozen tundra today in Green Bay for what it's worth. It's going to be super cold. Uh, Kansas City, we're seeing right now, he's got an orange uh, snow is falling in KC and will likely continue throughout the game. I know they. I'm pretty sure they have a, the, the, the field is heated underneath for what it's worth. Uh, the wind game is what throws me off your title because, um, man, I really wanted to make uh, what's-his-name happen for the Dolphins, the receiver, the, the guy that just signed his contract, and I'm forgetting Parker. his name. Devontae yeah, Parker. I, I love Parker today. And uh, we're looking at, what, 30-mile-an-hour gusts is what we're looking at, and I try not to freak out over weather, but obviously wind does affect the passing game. Are we concerned? Because Roth has that orange – 
how much do we care? 20 mile per hour winds, 30 mile per hour gusts as of right now. Things may change, but that's where we're projected at. I mean, semi-concerned, but you're only playing Parker in tournaments anyways, I would assume. Um, and it, it, he's, he's one of the more interesting players since he's been questionable all week and just kind of got mm-hmm. clearance last night. That could definitely lead to lower ownership than what he should be and obviously a really, really good spot. So I, I'm still fine playing him in tournaments, but if you were considering him in cash games, which I was not, but if you were, then I would, I, I think that's enough to kind of edge off of him a little bit. And it wasn't an injury. It's just a, you know, it's concussion protocol. Like he's fine. Right. So it's not like he's dealing with a shoulder or a leg or he might be lingering. Uh, let's see. As far as other quarterbacks, I feel like we haven't really talked about anybody specifically outside of a few of the top guys. Uh, Tuttle, give me a quarterback or two you're targeting in tournaments. Yeah. Dak specifically was the guy that I, yeah. that I really, really like in tournaments. Um, I think, again, people are going to be targeting that Cleveland-Arizona game, but Arizona side is going to be more heavily owned from the quarterback position. Uh, So I don't mind sprinkling in Baker Mayfield there if you think that game is going to go completely off. Uh, Deshaun Watson would be the other kind of higher-priced tournament option that I like quite a bit. Uh, he'll he'll garner a little bit more ownership, but, again, we're not not overly worried about ownership in general at the the quarterback position. Um, I think there's lots of places you can go, but I think those would be kind of my favorite guys that I want to concentrate on. If you land on Tannehill, you're okay with that? You're not necessarily seeking him out, but he's fine? I'm fading. Okay. It, it didn't work last week. You know, <laughs> I, I, I just, you know, if he continues to post just ridiculous efficiency numbers, I'm not going to be winning money, and I'm okay with that. Are people not going to play Jimmy G? Like what I'm seeing right now, six percent ownership. Do we care about Jimmy G against Atlanta? Is that just going to be a run game, or they just uh, Grant? Is he somebody you're considering? Not really. Um, like may have one or two shares of him, but more than likely not going to. Uh, in most matchups, he's not going to throw over thirty attempts. Like in this matchup where they're heavily favored, don't think he throws over thirty attempts. He's had two good games all season long or three good games all season long. And I get that it can happen, but two of those games came against Arizona. One of those games came just a back-and-forth ridiculous game where the Saints put up 50 points. So I don't really have a whole lot of interest in it. Um, I think that you're just better off going with other options. I guess it's a decent matchup, but it, it's not a spot that I really want to deal with too much. Yeah, Mahomes is another guy. If you spend up, I think he's going to be low-owned. I don't know if the snow is scaring people away, but maybe the salary does to some extent. Uh, I didn't get your official take on this one, Tuttle, as far as Winston and throwing tennis balls. Is that is that enough to chase you away? Is Winston just himself enough to chase you away? Honestly, it's probably enough to make you want to play him in tournaments. Any, anything that suppresses ownership on guys that are have you know a question mark or some uncertainty behind – that should kind of make you want to play him more in tournaments, honestly. Uh, we know he's going to sling it no matter what. We saw him sling it in the second half with that injury. So, yeah, again, it's not somewhere I would go in cash, but I think any any uncertainty, if you have any stance on that, that's great for tournaments. All right, pulling up the running backs, and this is the conversation, Tuttle, right? you got to pick three of these dudes. I assume they're going to throw a utility spot or running back as well as far as your cash lineup. Uh, CMC is, you know, he just is CMC, and he's you know, awesome, but he's super expensive, but – you certainly can find the salary for him. It's not that hard to do it, but there is – you're going to hit your receivers to some degree probably. You're probably going to pair him with Patrick Laird most likely. He's super cheap in that game against the Giants. And on the other side, you got Barkley. Like Something's got to give his terrible Dolphins defense. Barkley's been – he's been bad for a while now, right? He's out there proving running backs matter by being terrible. 
Um, Everyone keeps saying that, and <laughs> he's probably still injured. Yeah. Okay. So I don't want to play. He, a guy who, just, he, claim, he claims he's not, and that it's a mental thing at mental. this point. Yeah. I'm, What's I'm the sure, mental block? I'm sure that's that's absolutely the reason. It's not like a high ankle sprain can linger for a very long period of time. It's not like the he was averaging well over five yards of carry prior to being injured, and now he's down to like three point seven. Once coming back, and that's it. People lie. People lie in sports. If they say they have an injury, then it changes things a bit. Like I don't think he's. Why is he playing then? Like just chill. Like they don't have to play. It's all right. People generally want to play. I don't know if you know this, but (laughs) most athletes like to be in the game. Some would rather go bowling. We got we got sports psychology one hundred and one with Grant today. (laughs) Hey, I took sports psychology in college, so I know what I'm talking about. I got like a C. Probably. Is that what you taught to those high schoolers you taught? <laughs> no, I was a student in the class is what I'm talking about. Um, I'm getting a flashback. Uh, yeah, so Barkley we're seeing right now is the most highest projected, you know, running back on the slate. Carson's right there as well. Penny no longer in the organization. No, not, not, not a thing. Not Penny's boat, not Penny's backfield against Carolina. Uh, of course, Penny, uh, Carson has a tricky uh, job as far as catching the football, which is kind of, you know, that's crucial. I need those fantasy points for catching the ball as well. Uh, maybe the wind subdues, uh, you know, the passing game to some degree. But, you know, Barkley and Laird catch like six or seven balls and all of a sudden, you know, the screen passes, the short game works a little bit more. Uh, Gurley's been a thing of late, CMC. And then, of course, there's Uncle Lenny. In theory, uh, Fournette against Oakland should be a great play. But that team has been an absolute disaster. Like, who can even trust them to move the ball? But it is Oakland. Uh, they a straight last game ever, I believe, in Oakland. They're going to be in Vegas next year. There you go. Hammer Oakland. Uh, the other side, Jacobs would be an amazing play if we knew Jacobs was going to play. But well, he's another guy. We what? got confirmation that he's going to play. Okay, he's going to play. And do we think he's going to? Is it half measures, or we think he's going to be, he's gonna, like, be a full go? Because they were talking about him having a hard time putting his like shirt on or his jersey. I know drugs are great. The NFL drugs are just amazing. So they'll probably shoot him up pregame, and if nothing else, they'll have a good first half. But I mean, we saw who was it? Oh gosh. Um, got drafted, played for the Seahawks linebacker, got run over by Bo Jackson. White starts with Brian Bosworth. <laughs> yeah, he had pretty much the same shoulder issues for the most of his career, and he still crushed. Um, he fizzled out pretty quickly, Bosworth, for what it's worth. But you know, yeah, because he had serious, serious shoulder injuries that he on both of them. Jacobs probably doesn't need to use his shoulders that much. I think, based <laughs> on what I know, it's more about not being able to lift his arm up nearly high enough from. Uh, what I gather, but I still think that he'll be fine. Like no one, no one's going to play him, and he gets the best spot on the board. Yeah, Jacksonville's defense against the run has been horrendous, absolutely horrendous. All he has to do is run in a straight line and hold a ball. Well, part of me for why my running backs be able to catch a football. Like, how, how do you catch a football like this or like this? He can't put his arms above his shoulders. He can't I, catch anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to really make a difference. He gets one less point. Because oh, he gets man. one less catch for zero yards. All right, Tuttle, let's have a conversation as far as the cash game perspective. Um, I, I've built multiple routes and just kind of staring at them and like, I'm not really sure which one I prefer. Uh, well, can you rank? Let's do this. Barkley, Fournette versus uh, versus Carson, like all sort of the similar price. Do you have a, a separation amongst the three? Are they all basically coin tosses for you? Yeah, I mean, it, I, I would say if you have any strong read on this, you're probably really really good at this or lying um yeah. 
I think it's all very close. We're, we're talking about all guys that are going to see an extremely, extremely heavy workload. Uh, Carson's the guy that's probably going to see the least involvement in as a pass catcher, but he's been fine in that category when, when Penny's been out as well. So I, I don't want to go on and make that a kind of the sticking point because I do think he does, uh, he'll, he'll get three or four targets in the spot still. Uh, and he arguably has the best matchup of, of, of the three you mentioned. So, I mean, if, if I'm choosing, let me see what I have for my rankings here on, <laughs> on DraftKings, because I really do think those three, it's very, very close. Um, I think I have Barkley, if I can pull it up here. I should have asked as you're pulling it up, uh, are you jamming in CMC or you're not really sure yet? Or like No, he's, he's not on my radar for his price tag. Oh. Um, I have Barkley, Carson, and then Fournette ranked in that order. Grant, is that where you have him as well? Because again, like I agree with Tuttle. It's like if you have a hot take here, you're probably just like creating your own narrative and probably lying. Maybe you're really, really sharp too. But I, I think it's just super close. Yeah, I think it depends on the side. Over on Yahoo, it goes Barkley, Fournette, Carson. Yeah, Carson's way expensive there. Yeah, it's it's you swap Fournette and Carson, but like I have Fournette and Carson pretty much pegged for the same amount of points. So it's just all price dependent, and that's it. Barkley is the clear number one. Um, I am using CMC in my cash games. I just think that the wide receiver options are, like, on any site, they're too cheap. Like, throwing in Kirk or Amendola or Didi or Conley, like, just makes it so easy. And then I'm, I'm not going with the top top price tight ends. I'm going with uh, Higby. So it just makes things way too simple to – throw CMC into my lineup, get those guaranteed 20 points and decent shot at 30 points. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm going at cash. Yeah. I saw does the CMC care that it does the organization care. Obviously they're playing for nothing at this point, but the thousand, a thousand might be a thing or total yards from scrimmage might be a thing. He's kind of shooting for in a loss season. Does anybody know who's got the most total yards from scrimmage in, in a season? Anybody? Um, Happened not too long ago. Yeah, it wasn't AP. Um, no. Was it CJ2K? Yes, nicely done. Well done. You've won the home version of this game. Congratulations. Give me your address in a DM. Um, he's got a shot at that. I think he's like 450 yards or something like that combined. I was working the math last night out of curiosity, and he needs to average like 90 yards or so receiving to get 1,000, 1,000 as well, It's if that's something they care about. Uh, so, Tuttle, if you're not playing McCaffrey – is it Laird season? Or are you just playing those three guys? It's, it's it's three of those four. Yes, maybe, possibly. Yeah, three of those four. Uh, throw Laird into the mix on PPR sites. I, I think he's kind of semi in the mix on FanDuel, but he's not quite as necessary. Um, but, yeah, like on DraftKings and Yahoo, where he's extremely cheap, uh, I think he's definitely in the mix. So it's, it feels like ownership's going to be pretty, pretty congested as far as those running backs. I'm pulling them up right now. Uh, Barkley, by the way, 37% on Yahoo is our current projection. He's the top projection on DK as well. Then Carson, then Laird, then Gurley at 20%, Fournette at 12%. Mostert uh, must there. If he, like, you know, they said he separated himself and they basically, the coaches have talked about how he's earned it. He's been the best for, for sure. Like going into the season, obviously it was more of a Coleman backfield, but there is some dudes to split it with and, I think he's interesting for tournaments. Drake's another guy you can have in that uh, Cleveland-Arizona stack for sure. Zeke, nobody's really going to play. Lindsey, nobody's really going to play. That Philadelphia backfield, who really knows what's going to happen there. And Grant, like Dalvin Cook, without Madison, nobody's going to play Cook. Great tournament play as far as I can tell. Aaron Jones at 7%. Give me some pivots off the guys we talked about as far as the chalk. 
Yeah, you don't play those shot guys up top. Uh, you pivot to Dalvin Cook going up against Chargers. Chargers don't have a good run defense. Minnesota needs to win. Um, it's a great spot for him. We saw exactly what he was doing earlier on in the season. Yes, he's been injured a bit recently. But this was a guy that was a focal point of the offense, putting up near CMC levels. And now he's just had three straight bad weeks, one of which he got injured, still ended up with 14 points, one of which he was injured and against Detroit, still got 15 points, and one of which was against a tough Denver team where the game script really didn't help him out too much, if I remember correctly. Like, everything points towards him being a potential 30-point guy, and no one's going to play him, and he's only slightly more expensive than these other guys. You play him in turns. Next guy, Derrick Henry, a guy that is putting up 30 every single week. You just play him. He's 700 more than, I think, Barkley, 800 more than Barkley, 900 more than McCat or than uh, Carson and Fournette. You play those guys in tournaments. You mentioned Mustard. He is an absolutely fantastic play. He's 5.2K. The guy is just crushing. He's probably going to get 20 carries. There's a perfect game script for him. He's hyper-efficient. He can get involved in the receiving game. He can get touchdowns. They love to run. They're fantastic at running. Everything points towards him being a great play. And then no one's really talking about Zeke or Melvin Gordon too much. No. Yeah, why? Like, I don't want to be a game law guy, but Zeke, last four games, 23, 20, 16, 20, now gets a decent spot going up against the Rams, can get three touchdowns here, can get the 100-yard bonus, hasn't had it in a while, but he can easily end up with over 100 yards rushing. And then Melvin Gordon, like, it's not a great matchup going up against Minnesota, but we are getting the exact same Melvin Gordon we got when he was 8.5K last year, 8.5K the year before. This offense isn't that bad. The Chargers actually have a decent positive point differential. They're not a bad team. I think they win this game. Gordon's probably going to get 20 rushes. He would have gotten it last week if it weren't a complete and total blowout. Got 20 rushes versus Denver, was one point away from getting a 100-yard bonus. Got 22 versus Oakland, got 20 versus Green Bay, got 14 versus KC. He's involved in the receiving game still. He has more touchdown equity than almost anyone over the last four years. Like, Melvin Gordon is a fantastic play that no one's going to be on. All right, Tuttle, give me some pivots because you mentioned all the chalk, and there's a lot of other, there's a lot of options. Grant threw out a bunch of there. Uh, Elliott is fine. I just I would prefer Cook at lower ownership. I, I'd probably prefer Aaron Jones at lower ownership. Uh, right now we're seeing Josh Jacobs at 3%. Uh, I understand. Look, yeah, I think they're just going to shoot him up, I suppose. Uh, you mentioned Henry. That game has, like, playoff implications, and the, the city seems to be excited about you know, uh, the matchup there. And I think he's going to be up for the game. And, you know, he, he didn't, he missed some practices throughout the week, I believe, or he's limited to some degree. I assume he's fine. Tuttle, give me, give me the, the tournament pivots at running back because there's plenty. Yeah. I think Grant mentioned a lot of them. I think, I think the one that I agree with and my favorite of the bunch uh, is Dalvin cook. Um, I agree with, with pretty much everything he said there and Madison out is great news for him as well. I know, I know people are high on Mike Boone, but I just don't see him seeing the similar role that Madison grew into. Madison had to work hard to, to see any sort of expanded role. He started out with a, a smaller role to start the season. Grant mentioned they have to win this game to kind of stay in the division hunt. So yeah, Delvin Cook, I think is probably my favorite tournament option. He's a little bit tough to fit in on, on DraftKings because he's so expensive but he's cheap on FanDuel uh, relatively. Like, like 85, he, I think? Yeah, he's 85. And if we saw that at any point in time earlier in this year in this spot, in this matchup, in a game that 
we thought he was going to get a decent amount of touches, like he would be a cash game option. And now nobody's really talking about him. So yeah, Cook's I think my favorite tournament pivot of pretty much everybody that was has been mentioned so far. He's a uh, thirty six bucks on Yahoo for what it's worth. Henry's thirty six dollars as well. Uh, Gurley at twenty one on Yahoo seems like a pretty good price, pretty fair. Uh, McCaffrey at forty four. Barkley at twenty six. Like you got to play Barkley, I think, in your cash games. Man, $26 Barkley against Miami. What a world. Laird, of course, is $12. We've got to talk about him. And Carson's a little priced up there on Yahoo at $34. Uh, Tuttle, you got anybody, anybody else off the board? Or like, I know Grant ran off a bunch of dudes. You want to jump and talk about some receivers? Of course, we'll have plenty of time for questions from the chat. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. And Devin, our fabulous multitasking producer, of course, he's going to pull a bunch of questions there. We'll ask him later on in the show. The premium shows, of course, are after us. If you guys are watching, uh, if you guys are watching premium guys, stick around for that. I believe it's tip and pick and STL cards. And I think DB is actually going to be on crunch time along with JSU who won himself another hundred K this week in basketball. So congrats to him. Uh, anything else as far as running backs, boys, you guys want to jump the receivers? Uh, the only guy I'll also mention that recency bias is against, and I, I think probably could be a misreading of the situation is Miles Sanders, uh, who's still cheap. He's a guy that I, I think, is kind of difficult to project because everybody sees the Boston Scott just, you know, went in on Monday night and got a, a bunch of touches. But if the no situation – play Boston Scott. Nobody's going to play Boston Scott, but I don't think Boston Scott's going to get well, – Wasn't Sanders, again. like, uh, exhausted or tired? There was something – there was a reason San- why Sanders was, right? Sanders was cramping, which That's is why Scott got the extended run. Uh, you could certainly argue that Scott earned himself some a little bit bigger role, but I would be surprised if he got anywhere near the amount of role that he saw last week. Everybody's going to be off Sanders because of that recency bias. So Sanders would be the other guy that I would throw into GPP consideration. You got anybody, Grant? You want to talk some receivers? Um, I think we went through everyone with running backs. I'm ready for some receivers. Go ahead. You're batting first. Um, Fuller's going to play. I like Fuller. Everyone's probably going to go with Hopkins, but Fuller is the guy with just massive upside in any given matchup here. It's going to come in at low ownership. He's only 5.6K, and we saw what he did. I think against Atlanta, Tennessee is obviously not the same defense, but this is one of the highest totals on the board, and he's going to draw not nearly the amount of ownership because everyone's worried about the energy injury. But he's an absolute guy that can smash. Uh, looking at the Jacksonville wide receivers, Cole is probably not going to draw a ton of ownership. He's three K. This guy has twenty five point upside. Like that's not an exaggeration. We've seen this guy just absolutely crush in the past. Got completely phased out of the offense with Chark in there. But now without Chark, Cole can end up with 10 targets in this game. You've named all three Jacksonville receivers, by the way. Just throwing it out there. I named all three? You you mentioned Conley before. You mentioned Westbrook before as well. Yeah, yeah, I did. And you know how much all of them combined cost over on DK? Well, they cost roster spots. You can't take the money home. Yeah, well, we, well, we we are prioritizing running back spots. So it makes sense to play a bunch of them. In order for them... Realistically, in this matchup, all of them can end up with 15 points here. It's going to be a fairly high-scoring game, in my opinion. The total set at 47. Minshew's probably going to throw 40 times. Granted, eight of them is going to be dump-offs to uh, Fournette, and probably four of them are going to go to the tight end, but the rest are going to wide receivers. That are, The most expensive one is 4.6K. Two of these guys are likely to go off huge. So I think that any one of these guys are fantastic plays. I already mentioned Robert Woods and Tuttle went into how Cooper Cup's a fantastic GBP play. I agree with that. Woods is probably going to draw a decent amount of ownership. I don't care. 
I already mentioned the Arizona guys. Galday already kind of went through him. Best matchup on the board. Going to get heavy volume without Marvin Jones in there. Absolute smash spot. Went through the Cleveland guys a little bit when I talked about Baker, but it's going up against Arizona. One of them is going to go off likely. Um, but a spot that I think is going to go almost entirely overlooked is going to be the Chargers. Phil Rivers, I didn't really mention him for his tournament <laughs> play. Understandably so, but like I can't see how Keenan Allen or Mike Williams, one of the two, doesn't get a massive amount of volume. I get the Minnesota's been a good defense this year. I get it's not the highest implied team total, but I think right now it's pretty much a pick 'em game. I can't remember. All right, Chargers are still one half point dogs, but it's being played at home. They played some tough opponents. They played four of their last six on the road, five of their last seven on the road. Now they're getting a home game. I get that it's not the biggest home field advantage, but it is a bit of an advantage here. Um, so I love both of the Chargers guys. I think they're fantastic plays. Both of them are too cheap. If you're not playing a little bit of them, you're probably making a bad decision. Tuttle, is it good or is it bad for Godwin that Evans is out? Or it's – who knows? I think it's good, but it's probably leans more neutral than people would expect. I mean, I think it's definitely good in terms of target share. Um, Godwin's also a guy that's going to run the majority of his routes in the slot anyway, which is beneficial um, towards avoiding double coverage and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I mean, overall it's good, but I wouldn't expect like – an absolute monster, monster target share for him. I, I do think he'll easily be one of the top target shares on the slate, and I think he's an excellent play. But it, you can probably temper expectations a little bit. Oh, there are some projections, but everything's kind of spread out. I'm seeing Hopkins at 20%, A.J. Brown at 18%, which I don't – I mean, are we, are we chasing those big plays? Like, he doesn't seem like a guy that gets a ton of targets. I like the talent. They um, haven't had to throw recently. Okay. I mean, so you think A.J. Brown's going to get, like, eight targets today? I think that he potentially could. I mean, well, yeah. it's not something we generally see from him, but that's just basically a case-by-case scenario. Um, we look at every single matchup they've had recently, and they've all been blowouts. Tannehill, last four games, 27, 22, 18, 19 pass attempts. We've only had, what, two starts where he's gone over 30, and those two starts was against Tampa Bay and it was against, uh, who else? Carolina. He had seven targets in that Carolina game. Tampa Bay, that was one of the first weeks that Tannehill was actually starting in the offense. So I don't entirely expect it to be some of that. But I would not be surprised at all by a double-digit target game on A.J. Brown. He's probably a little bit too expensive on DK and has enough ownership for me to go there. But on Yahoo, he's $15. He's a fantastic player. What's your take here, Tuttle, as far as uh, Tennessee? I guess the receivers as well. Corey Davis, I don't think you're playing Tajay Sharp. Janu Smith, I think we'll get a little bit of love at tight end. Uh, or are they just going to run the ball 30 times with Henry? Well, I would be, definitely be surprised if A.J. Brown saw double-digit targets today. Yeah. Uh, but with that said, I do think he's a fine play where he's his price hasn't been jacked up. Grant mentioned Yahoo where he's only 15. I think he's still a fine option. You, you, you can play him in pretty much every format over there. Um, and FanDuel, he's still pretty cheap as well. A DraftKings, I think, is where the argument would be against him. PPR site, he's priced up a little bit more. Um, you know, he's top. He hasn't topped eight targets. He has eight targets once this season. Um, he's just not a high volume guy. If you, if you think he's going to continue with the efficiency, or if you think that spiked volume is a possibility with Tennessee possibly playing from behind, I think you can make a case for him. 
Uh, but he's a guy that I'll, I think I'll be short on in general, other than on sites that I mentioned like FanDuel and, and Yahoo. You know, Grant, Grant buried the lead. There's no hump dog. So somebody's got to get those five targets. Hump dog. Eight, uh, <laughs> uh, Miss hump sorry. Dog. Miss hump dog. Sorry, Grant. RIP to your hump dog shares. Uh, what's your thought title as far as the Jags? Because we've talked about the Jags. They're cheap and uh, no baby shark, obviously. And the Jags have looked like a disaster of late. But in theory, this is a good matchup. They're projected to score 20 points. They're probably going to be behind. Throwing the ball, uh, Westbrook, Conley, Cole, are they all traps? I like Conley on, on, on DK where he's 3-6. If I can't get a 3-6, Cole's one of the 3K guys that, you know, Ward, this is a last man standing in Philadelphia, I suppose, in the conversation as well. Uh, we, we can sort of have that, you know, what are your thoughts, your favorite cheapies? Your, you said there's going to be a lot of cheapies out there that are bad. Are those guys good cheapies or bad cheapies? I think in general they're good cheapies. I think the problem is going to be picking with any certainty which one is the good uh, or best option of them. I think if you're playing tournaments, you can very easily spread exposure amongst them. I think the guy that is popping, you mentioned, is Chris Conley because of his price tag. Um, on DraftKings specifically, he's kind of the kind of really, really cheap. Cole, I think, is, is cheap as well. Cole's going to be the kind of the odd guy out, which makes me like him quite a bit for tournaments. Um, but yeah, I, I think they're all strong plays in general. Um, projecting which with any certainty is going to be the best play of the bunch is tough. So I think the the best thing to do is kind of take the price sensitive approach with it. Hopkins or Godwin? I think I'm Godwin there. Grant? Godwin. Anybody playing Tyreek today? Just throwing it out there. Nobody's playing him, right? I have a small amount of him, but yeah, not really. You mentioned Galladay. I wish I could trust his quarterback, uh, but I think the talent's great. The matchup's obviously pretty good. And I like the Dome as well, too. Certainly interesting in tournaments. Uh, another, like, I wish I can trust his quarterback is, uh, you know, uh, Scary Terry. Uh, McLaurin against Philadelphia, I think, is kind of interesting. Again, can't really trust that quarterback. Hey, we're, we're talking about cheapies, Tuttle. Is, uh, I mentioned Greg Ward in passing, like J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. These guys <laughs> get you excited. <laughs> Man, I think Ward's actually going to get some ownership, too. Um, no, none of them make me excited. <laughs> Ward's the guy if you're looking at, you know, recent trends and whatnot. But I, he he's one of the guys that I would say is more of probably unnecessary. Um, I say that with hesitation because he's going to be on the field. He's going to get be a on the field play, and right? he's going to be on the field against the, the Redskins. So it's it's in play that he hit. Yeah, it's in play that he hits a big play. Uh, but in general, I'll probably – uh, not be heavily exposed to to Greg Ward. I'm pretty. He played quarterback, and he might have done other things at college as well too for Houston. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's in, involved in kind of the Philly special or something like that. Who knows? Uh, I mentioned how I like Parker, but the wind's kind of concerning me to some degree. I'm probably going to grab a share. Talk about those Cleveland receivers. At this we like Landry more than Beckham, right? Like at least I do. Is anybody going to disagree with that? Like sure, you can play Beckham too, but Landry's the better play. Yes. Anybody disagreeing? No, I don't disagree. I think I, I think I would add the caveat that he's the better play in cash. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you want to play the ownership game, leverage, yada, yada, yada. Uh, nobody's going to play Devontae Adams. He's out there for what it's worth. Edelman, uh, once again, he's questionable, but I presume he's going to play. Julio, I'm not playing Julio. I know you can make the talent argument and the ownership argument, but I just don't think he's healthy. And I don't think there's any reason for him to play a ton. Uh, but whatever. Uh well, and he, seems he, to, go ahead. You can also play the 
uh, 49ers secondary is completely banged up argument as well. Okay, then play Ridley. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with your take, but I, I actually think it could be – I don't know how much exposure I'll actually have to Julio, um, but it, it, I think it could be an interesting spot. I, I think it's probably a pretty overlooked spot, but, I mean, this 49ers defense is, is extremely, extremely banged up. I don't know why I, temper, I forgot Ridley was on IR. Don't play Ridley. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was just gonna let that one. Slide. Yeah, yeah. I, I was too. I was like, uh. it's, a, it's a, well, you call me out if I screw something up. It took me, it took me a second. It's like, oh yeah, Ridley, don't play him. He's gonna be low owned. But uh, give me a low owned guy, like five percent or less grant that we like for tournaments. I mean, I already said Mike Williams. Lockett has massive upside in any given matchup. He's been injured recently, but I think he's fine now. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find a real ballsy one. Cortland Sutton. Is 5.9K, has 100 yards, two touchdown upside. I don't care about the snow. Locke <laughs> is not a guy that has passed for a whole lot so far this season. I'm not talking about actual output. I'm talking about volume. And now he's getting a match where he's likely to be coming from behind. Sutton could see 12 targets here. Um, and no one's going to own him. He's projected for under 2.1% on every single site. And he's legit, like, talented for what it's worth. But, like, the but, like, best narrative that we've seen all season long, Drew Locke, I don't, I'm not sure if you guys caught this. Uh, Drew Locke is playing against uh, his ex-girlfriend who owns the Chiefs. He, he dated one yeah. of the Hunter daughters. So there you go. So uh, I don't know him. how that works. Yeah, he's, his ex-girlfriend is, uh, owns the Chiefs. So uh, we got to move on, talk some tight ends. And I, I know the chat pulled up. I'm sure they're probably razzing me about my Ridley take. Forget about Ridley. It never happened. Bust out that uh, men in black, like mind eraser or something like that. Got to talk some tight ends briefly on a, you know, we'll talk defenses and we'll talk about some uh, correlation plays. And then of course, a bunch of questions before you step aside and make way for the premium shows. Tuttle, uh, you know, Grant kind of referenced it within the world of salary cap. So it's kind of hard to spend up, at least in your cash games uh, for tight end. And Higby looks like he's still too cheap, especially in Yahoo, especially on DK. Uh, and then there's Thomas, of course, that's interesting as well. If you can't pay up for Higby, uh, yeah, I mean, Philadelphia is down to their tight ends, essentially. So, sure, you could play Ertz, you could play Goddard, a little bit more expensive, probably more of tournament pivots. Same deal with Kittle and Kelsey. Those guys are super talented, but they are a bit pricey. Uh, for cash games, are we looking at Higby? Are we looking at Thomas? Is that kind of where we're at? Yeah, I think so. I think on FanDuel would be pretty much the only site where you could probably mm-hmm. make a case for, for paying up against pricing. Again, pricing is just a little bit different there, so – I still think Higby is a fine option, though. He's obviously has the targets. Uh, he's been getting uh, – he's heavily involved. So, yeah, I like Higby a lot. On FanDuel, though, I would just say you can – if you have the salary, it's not bad to play any of the top three tight end options there, or even Darren Waller at 6,200. Yeah, Waller's in the conversation for me as well. Like, say you have the, all the salary for whatever reason. Who's your favorite spend-up uh, tournament guy if you're going to pick one? It's t- it, it's really close between Kelsey and Kittle for me. I, I I have Kelsey slightly ahead, but I think those two are both very strong tournament options. Is that based upon like your lineup construction, probably? I mean, they're pretty much the exact same price on like FanDuel. Um, it, it's Kelsey's consistency has been really strong lately. I mean, he hasn't really seen like a spike spike game. So I just like the the potential floor plus ceiling combination for him there. Grant. Uh, Higby's the top cash game guy. It's that simple. I'll have a lot of them in tournaments, but that's because I'm stacking up Jared Goff a whole lot. Tournament guys, Kelsey is going to have a just absolute heyday here. And so, oh. for, huh? No, I'm excited. Go ahead, continue. 
I mean, Denver funnels targets to the tight end. The snow might help him get a little bit boost in volume. We know exactly what he is, which is probably the top tight end in the league. He's consistently pegged over 7K earlier on the season. He's disappointed to an extent, but now he has seven straight weeks of 10-plus points in virtually in actually no in every single match with some 20-point games in there. And he could end up with two touchdowns here and 100 yards. Absolutely love Kelsey for tournaments, considering he's going to be single-digit ownership. Don't mind Kittle, but two guys that I'm very much looking at that I don't think are going to draw a lot of ownership. Noah Fant is heavily involved in this offense, heavily involved with touchdown equity, playing fantastic. Block loves him. Going to get heavy volume, considering he's going up against Kansas City, which offers some of the highest volume targets to opposing tight ends. He should crush here, and no one is going to play him at his price tag of 4.1K, which is way too low. This guy has legit two-touchdown, 100-yard upside, and he's going to come in at 2% ownership. And then Njoku, he's going up against Arizona. Like, people entirely forgot how much Baker likes him, and he's going up against Arizona. Njoku and Fant are two of my favorite plays on the entire slate. Yeah, he had a 37% of the snaps last week. Do you think that's basically where he's at? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up getting more. Um, if I remember correctly, didn't he get injured in that game? Well, he was coming back from IR. I don't know if he was injured in the game, to be honest. Oh, I, I thought you were right. saying fan. Um, uh, Njoku, like, I expect him to be more in the offense. And even if he is getting a limited amount of snaps, he's 4.2K. He can still crush at that price tag. All right, got a bunch of questions loading up here from you guys that are on YouTube. I assume they're from the regular chat as well. The Discord here at Roto Grinders. Like and subscribe. We got about nine minutes or so before we step aside there. Uh, by the way, Roth just tweeted out a picture in Kansas City, and it is uh, it's snowing pretty good, but we kind of expected that. And that that's do you have an official take in that title, or is that sort of game by game? Flurries obviously matter, and but like nobody's going to be playing Mahomes and Hill, and Kelsey can certainly be a thing too. Like that's expensive as well too. But I don't know for tournaments, we got to look this way, right? Yeah, I'm fine looking at it in tournaments. Um, I think a lot of those guys were priced out of cash game consideration anyways, except for possibly Kelsey on, on FanDuel. But, yeah, I'm, I'm still fine going there in tournaments. If you take a look, the their team total or the, the totals in general has dropped pretty significantly in that spot, which does is obviously cause for concern. Down to 44.5 after opening up at 47. Honestly, wow. that's where I get the majority of my weather takes is just looking at, at line movement in terms of totals um, throughout the week. So, yeah, there, there's cause for concern there. I still think Kelsey would be probably one of the least affected options uh, just in terms of the routes that he does run in that spot. So I, I'm fine, you know, grabbing exposure to Kelsey, but – I don't know. It's going to lead to low ownership, like you said. We've seen that Houston-Tennessee number spike up, actually going the other way. 50 and a half as of right now. That's moved up throughout the week. Uh, give me defense. You got a defense take title? Um, I don't have a very strong defense takes. So I think on DraftKings, uh, 2,300. Uh, right. Lions defense is it's kind of the defense that sticks out. It's kind of the cheap cash game option. Um. I don't – this is probably a really bold take. Um, I have some exposure to the Bengals' defense just because they're so, so cheap on DraftKings. Uh, they're not necessarily really on any other site, and I hate myself for even playing them. Um, other spots that you could go to, there's no really good 
cheap, cheap defense that sticks out on Yahoo as I'm scrolling through here. I think the Packers at $15 are a pretty decent overall option. And I think that uh, the Buccaneers in general and then the Chiefs are kind of the – the Bucks and Chiefs on FanDuel are kind of the cheaper options that I would go with there. Yeah, yeah, you can get the Detroit for 13, the Eagles for 15. I don't think that's terrible either, but you're right. Uh, if you want to spend up on New England at 22 or San France 21, a bit tricky to get there. What, what if salary wasn't a thing? Who's just the best defense today? If salary wasn't a thing? Yeah. You, you, who cares what salary? Just what the defense is going to put up the most fancy points. This is fairly simple. It's, I mean, Patriots. <laughs> okay. Grant, you have a defense thought or you want to give me your favorite correlation play in the day? Um, I'm looking at defensive ownership. Honestly, the two best defensive plays uh, for tournaments are probably the Rams and the Seahawks. Um, we know what Allen is, and it's not that great. Seahawks defense has shown some upside. They get a whole bunch of turnovers going up against Carolina, where they're probably throwing later on in the game. Could absolutely see an uptick in sacks and uh, picks. And then the Rams defense has been fantastic recently. I wouldn't be surprised if Dak throws the ball 45 times, gets a sacked a bunch, and ends up with some turnovers. Like they're both two percent and one, per, or both two percent defenses. Either one of them has 30 point upside or 20 point upside. We got questions. Grant, you got answers. First one for you, Grant. Uh, Non-PPR, this is Miller versus Perryman. Perryman. Uh, Tuttle, you're up next. Sutton versus Drake. I assume that's a utility play. Uh, Drake. All right, Grant, you liked uh, Tannehill or Murray on Fandle specific? I haven't looked at Fandle, probably Tannehill. They're exact same, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you go Tannehill. Do you agree with that, Tuttle? Bias aside, yes, I think I have. I think you go Tannehill. What's your bias? You just don't like Tannehill? Yes, basically, yeah. Maybe Tannehill was like okay, and like the Dolphins are just a terrible organization. And also, it's, like obviously, he played quarterback for like fifteen games in college, something like that. Not a lot. Honestly, my bias against him is not anything to do with him as a player. It's just like you, my brain can't look at the box score and computate how he continues to put up the massive numbers that he is. Super efficient, man. Uh, Tuttle, Winston versus Baker. Mayfield. This is tournament for sure. Um, I would not go either of these options in cash. Um, I'll go Baker. I agree with you. Uh, Grant, Grant, pick one of these three. It looks like there's different positions as well, too. Uh, Robinson, Gallup versus and Mostair. If you can rank those three. Um, Gallup, Mostair, Robinson. I agree. Uh, this is a twofer, Tuttle. This is for cash. This is probably a question some people are having. Uh, CMC and Connolly versus Carson and Woods. Yeah, that's tough. Um, I like the Carson Woods side, but I think both are viable. Uh, Grant, this is a great question. One of the greatest running backs of all time versus Patrick Laird. Uh, Adrian Peterson versus Patrick Laird, Grant. Who do you have for me? Tournaments go AP. Dude has 100-yard rushing upside and multiple touchdown upside. Laird doesn't really have the most upside in the world. Yes, he's going to get a decent amount of dump-offs and some run, but they're not great in the run game. Laird is fantastic. I prefer him in cash, but tournaments absolutely go AP. No guys, obviously. Tuttle, I'll take Laird over Peterson. Am I wrong in that? That's, that's what I would do. Maybe I'll I'm falling for the trend. Has he been touted like without uh, <laughs> the disingenuous touting or something like that? Have I bought into it? I'm not really sure, but – uh, I'll take Laird over Peterson. I, I like my running backs that catch footballs. 
Uh, Metcalf versus Moore. Is that DJ Moore? Because that's got to be DJ Moore, right, Total? Yeah, that's DJ Moore if, if that's the question. Yeah. Um, I got a twofer for you, Tuttle. This is for DK Cash. Watson and Whiteside. I'm thinking basketball. I'm like, what? That's our, That's the dude for Philadelphia. Watson and Whiteside versus Tannehill and Conley. <laughs> I was thinking basketball, too. That's how I'm like a sideways. <laughs> uh, Tannehill and Conley, I, th- I think our, our Sega Whiteside is pretty, pretty thin. It took me a second. I'm like, Whiteside, what? <laughs> double, double. Maybe he might get to like 10 more blocks. Uh, he's been dominating, man. He's Hey, it's a contract year. Wait till next year when he's paid again. <laughs> Somebody's going to fall for it. Uh, Grant, your Seahawks versus uh, versus the Cleveland defense. Which defense do you prefer? Tournament Seahawks. This is for Grant's specific baby sound or baby sound? Yeah, she's sick right now, so she's oh. crying a little bit. Oh, well, hopefully – well, you got a couple minutes and you'll, you'll, we'll tend her. We're going to get off the air in just a few minutes here. Uh, Cooper and A.J. Brown for PPR. What do you have for me, Tuttle? Man, Cooper's the hot take there. Yeah. And I'm going to say it, it, it's Amari. What a question, by the way, Cooper. <laughs> Again, it's so weird the questions you get. Something because like, you know, you think Cooper clearly, but it's a question. It's a conversation. Uh, pick one of these three for cash. Uh, this is for you, Grant. You got Parker. We talked about that win being so concerning. I love him if like you know the win was subdued. Uh, Moore, Parker, and Gallup. Honestly, maybe bold, but Gallup. I think it's Moore. Uh, what do you think, Tuttle? I mean, I, I, I'm biased because I love Gallup this week. But All right, fair enough. Two against one, suck it, Dean. I'm well, I mean, that a second, Dean, this year. You can't point at a scoreboard. Nothing's happened just yet. But uh, And, of course, if you guys are right, small sample size. Uh, yeah. We already got Grant's take on this, guys, so I'm curious what Tuttle has to say. Uh, if you can sort of rank Njoku, Higby, and Fant. That's Higby one, Fant two, and Njoku three. Watson or Jimmy G, who's going to score more fantasy points, Grant? <laughs> oh. Watson. Dude, do you not have a – bless you, by the way. How rude of me. I'm just yelling at you. <laughs> I mean, it was – I was trying to see if I could get the answer out before it didn't – the timing did not work out there. Uh, give me a hot take. Keelan Cole has the highest point-per-dollar output of any player this entire season thus far. Well, Okay. That's not – I mean, look, he's cheating because he's like the floor, but all right, fair enough. Okay, really? It's not like we've had multiple guys who are the floor all season long. I'm not talking about this week. I'm talking about for the season. All right. Fair. It's Keelan Cole season. Uh, title, see that hot take and raise it. Dak Stack brought back with Cooper Cup wins a milli. The Cup one is just – that's scalding because nobody's playing him. Everybody's afraid. But well, you're right. Like, why can't he play 70% or 90% of the snaps? The guy, the guy has 40, 40 point, legit 40 point upside. Yep. Well, he might not get 40 snaps. And yeah. we're all pretending that well, we know exactly snaps, what Sean McVay is going to do. Catches. We don't know. You're right. We totally don't know. Uh, but, like, I feel confident in other players getting snaps over him. But absolutely. And they're also charging me full price. But whatever. We got to get off the air. They're uh, not, not full some price. Sites. He's 6.5K. <laughs> yeah, he's 65. That's not full price. Well, depending on where we're shopping, whatever. We don't time to get into I'm this. Not on a single price. Or he's Grant. He's Tuttle. I'm Dean. Enjoy your football. We're out of here. Holler. Thank you.